Well, hello. Funny running into you here. Fathead Joel with you. Welcome to episode nine of the Atlas podcast. Today's topic is top five historical figures that are no longer living that you would like to have a drink with. We got a very, very exciting show for you. We have a special guest as well. Ms. Jen Zellick is joining us all the way from Beaverton, Oregon. Jen is one of the top designers for Nike fashion wear, sportswear in particular. She's going to be talking about all kinds of interesting Nike stuff. We're also going to be talking about Japanese vinyl record bars, Hemingway's love of mojitos, Mark the Cop's old man fashion sense, Rodney Dangerfield's career as a siding salesman, and yes, we're even going to get into some of Joel's harassment of stagehands at tween emo concerts. You're bound to love it. Make sure you go to our website, www.theitlistpodcast.com. Got links on there to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash theitlistpodcast. All kinds of fabulous extras if you want to partake in that. Hope you guys dig the show. I think you're going to. This is The It List. Tell you about a group of guys The warm and salty like McDonald's fries They like the drinks and they like their food The cars, movies, and the music too They're gonna try to shove it into a list So have a seat and we'll see what sticks You're on the it list You're on the it list You're on the it list Come inside you're on the end list, you're on the end list, you're on the end list, wanna ride. You're on the end list, you're on the end list, you're on the end list, come inside. Mark, I got a question for you. Sure, Joel. You've had two children, correct? Well, that I'm claiming, yes. That you're claiming, yes. Right. Two children that you've actually been responsible for. Mike yeah, has well, one. Yes. Mike has one. At what point? At what point do you feel a person has moved into insanity with the number of, of amount of kids that they've had? What part do you move into insanity? Yeah. At what number? Children? Oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Legit insanity, though. Legit. What? What, what was that? The diggers? Duggers. The Duggers. The Duggers. Yeah, the Duggers. Well, the they Duggers. had like what eighteen. Oh my gosh! We've all seen Cheaper by the Dozen. Steve Martin has had a good movie yeah. since. What so. would you like if you <laughs> literally if somebody was at what number would you go? These people are fucking insane. Well, you have to define insanity. Six. Insanity, like six. You say? instrumental six, six? like out of like your institutionalized? mind. Any time that you are over the number of a basketball team. So over five on the court so or the roster? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right, 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 right. <laughs> Two differences there. Are, are you going to talk about the, 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 yeah. the, the reason I mentioned this is we pulled into Speedway today, and we saw a woman who had nine kids with her. Oh, oh my gosh, nine! Wait, she oh. had like this this trains. I don't even know what the hell she was driving. <laughs> they more to transit. They were all in there. They were all in there getting fucking like Slurpees. 
nine kids. We counted them. It was like, how many kids were in there? They're screaming to high heaven. Did you just put a foot in the door and then just no I, wa- I walked in and we, and we got back to the drink thing and I told Kyle I said you yeah. like decide quick because we need to get in yeah, line before like, these fuckers let's so go nine they were all calling her mommy they all right. looked the same okay. so it wasn't like she was running some fucking kindergarten class or something yeah. okay nine kids like that is that is is that insane level to you like well I yeah. understand repopulating the earth and you know oh children you know whatever all the, the bullshit that all the parents who are who are, <laughs> who are mad like, that they had kids and right. they try to justify why right. they did and say you know oh you know I could could they have been GB what's GB German Baptist no you're uh, talking no. about me being what's that no. you said slurpee sounds to me like that's the only, only thing the old man wanted no, no, it was a woman. <laughs> there was no man. Someone I'm, had to sire those children. Yeah, well, I'm aware. Yes, I got your right. joke now. I was. Uh, oh, stretching. Yeah, you're stretching. When, <laughs> when one speedway patron loves another speedway patron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, insanity, insanity. Like to a to a point where there's something wrong up there. Like I. Why? Why? Why does that have to be something wrong? There's no reason. Here to comes have... the Catholic. <laughs> no reason to have that many kids. There's no reason. Why how not? Do you, how do you financially prepare for having nine children? Well, you I, don't. Happen to, I happen to know of a story of a of a man named Jed. Um, <laughs> actually, his name was Ed, and uh, he agreed Special that uh, Ed. Yeah, 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 that uh, he sired a lot of kids, and he told the women that as long as they named him. His first name that he would pay them child support. Are you shitting and me? Lots and lots of kids. Yeah, he's a moron. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't think it's a quid pro quo, is it? Yeah, I think you just have to pay child I'm gonna, support. Yeah. I'm gonna give you Mr. Slippy yeah. Dick, but you gotta I'll name pay, him after me. I'll pay you. I'll pay you to sire my children, but you gotta name him after me. What a right. self-absorbed piece of shit, right. too. My God, insanity. You said his name was Ed. Ed. Yeah. Trying to think of special what Ed. famous Ed. That Mama dropped been. him on Mr. His Ed. Mr. Ed, the yeah. horse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm he, sure he did have some kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe he's like a horse. Yeah, could be. Unlike All me. right, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the It List. Hope you guys are having fun. Check us out on our website, theitlistpodcast.com. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on uh, Pandora. We're on iHeartRadio. Check us out. Let us know. Leave us a review, hopefully five stars. If not, keep it to yourself. We're not that interested in it. <laughs> Leave five stars. Give us a yes, review. Yes, yes, review. <laughs> yeah, mucks. Today's topic is top five historical figures that are no longer living. Deceased. Deceased. Yes. That you would like to have a drink with. This is going to be an interesting one. Had some interesting banner already on this. We also have our second guest of the It List podcast. Yes, yes. Straight from Beaverton, Oregon, we have Miss Jen Zellick with us. Hello. Hey, there she is. Came yes. all the way from Oregon to do our all show. All the way from It's gotten that Oregon. bad out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten that bad. Well, thank she you for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. Jen is not only a longtime friend, she's also the spawn of one of the members <laughs> of... The It List Podcast, The Spawn, The Spawn. We'll let you guess who it is. How old are you, Jen? 30. She's 30. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Can't be mine. (laughs) Chances are she belongs to the old fucker, Mark the Cop. The old fucker, yes. The Spawn of Mark the Cop. He's so excited to have his daughter here. I am. Jen is 
head designer? No, I am a technical designer. I'm a senior technical designer. (laughs) Senior technical designer for the Nike Corporation. We're really excited to get some stories out about that. And for the record, Mark, if you pull back in this episode because your fucking daughter's here, (laughs) I'm going to let you have it. Well, I should have pulled out. I don't think that'll happen. (laughs) The tuxedo wasn't necessary, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) No. How long have you worked for Nike? Uh, Five years. Five years. Mm. And you worked for or who before that? Uh, Express. Express. Out of Columbus, right? Out of Columbus, yep. Express Grandpa. <laughs> Give us a little bit of your background. Like, where did you where did you go to school? So, I went to school in Los Angeles. I went to FIDM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Ah. Um, and while I was there, I worked for Express in the stores. Um then I really wanted to work for Express, I guess. <laughs> but I also wanted to work for Nike, so uh, I, I chose. I thought at the time, you know, Express is probably uh, easier to get into just because I work for them. So I started pursuing them, and uh, I actually drove across country. I packed all my shit in my car. Drove across uh-huh. country for an interview, and I never got that job. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, my best friend got that job. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Ex-best friend. Ex-best friend. Yeah, so uh, I drove all the way back, left my life in L.A., and didn't even get the job. It was a pretty crummy <laughs> month after that. <laughs> Waiting tables, being like, damn it. I'm having a good time in Los Angeles, but here I am in shitty fucking Ohio. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, come on. Well, it's the heart of it all. So, uh, yeah. Then they called me, you know, a couple weeks later and were like, hey, uh, we'd like for you to work here, but would you be interested in a freelance position? Mm. So I did. I was like, sure, I'll take it. Work your I foot in the it. door. Yeah. yeah. And then I, they ended up hiring me on like six or eight weeks later or something like that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I did a men's tailoring and outerwear there. So I did, like, suits. So you're the one who makes all of the clothes way too small for me. Well, okay, okay. Right, right. All right. No, I think that's you. So, that's so you could try not being fat. So what does uh, a Motel 6 and Express pants have in common? Oh, God. I don't know. No ballroom. No uh. ballroom. <laughs> good one that's a good one i like that i like that i know it's not a problem for joel because i made them (laughs) they're there they're there they they haven't dropped freeze up with the wiener space (laughs) (laughs) compliments itself yeah Yeah. at the time their best-selling sizes were small yeah yeah oh it's true it's true i just walk right by the store (laughs) but everything fits kyle where's the big and tall department (laughs) no um i've known you probably since you were 14, 14 I yeah, think 14, 14, 15 years old. Like I can't nail it down. When did you decide that you were interested in doing that? I just remember one day being like, oh, oh she's going to the Fashion Institute. And I'm like, I didn't even how know that she was. Old, how old is my oldest sister? Let's see. She's five years older than me. Um, well, I've always been into fashion. You can watch any home video of mine. Two years old, bunch of loud ass toys. What's Jen want to do? Put on the sunglasses, the the shoes, and all the clothes. Uh So I was always drawing pictures. 
Always into coloring dresses. Uh, like so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've kind of always been into fashion, and uh, I was a chubby kid growing up, and <laughs> I grew up in, <laughs> I, uh, I grew well, up in the uh, era that. of Britney Spears and super low-rise yeah, pants. Uh, so like, the f- fantastic era, by the way. <laughs> we were talking about that on the last episode. When did the, uh, when did the, the, the pants all the way up to the bottom of the bus line become popular again? Ooh, in the like the last line. three years. I know. I know. There's, there, there's, there's a lady here. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk properly. Inseam uh, <laughs> and uh, him. Inseam and him. Yeah. When did that? When did that get popular again? Uh, I feel like it was in the last like five years. It has been. Yeah. It's really hit mainstream. I mean, because like that's the thing about the fashion curve is there's like the early adopters, mm-hmm. and then there's like a recess time where they're like, no, we adopted that, and then it's just like totally out the door. And then it comes back, and then it either takes over the mainstream or it completely fails. Yeah. So if you push through that slump <laughs> in the curve, you've made it. And apparently, high waist pants made the cut. Yeah, yeah. Push through the slump. Joel knows jeans. a lot about failure. I do. I know about failure. I know about pushing through slumps too. Absolutely. Uh, let's yeah. say cheesy book fair poster. Yeah. Right. We, we were just, we were just talking about the Rick the Dick story on the last episode. Ooh, that's oh. one of my finest moments. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It I really wish was. I could remember it, <laughs> tell you more about it, but... Uh... No, so how did the whole thing with getting on with Nike happen? Uh, I guess uh, Destiny? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Is that whatever. someone's name? Or? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's a stripper uh, at the living room. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. They recruited me. Did they really? Yeah. They came oh, after you. Yeah, before uh, before we get rolling on anything swoosh or Nike related, all views are my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they're>, right. <laughs> I am not She's a. The, uh, I do not speak on behalf of the swoosh yes, or Nike. Yes, <laughs> She's allowed. We have to. We have to be a little bit careful what we talk about here. Yeah. Yes, big corporation. So, so yeah. So they. Um, I was actually really hating my job at Express at the time, and I was like, oh hating. man, I need to get out of here. The yeah. next like year. And they <laughs> I don't came, want to be came here calling to you. Yeah, and I was standing at the doorstep of a friend's house and i like checked my email randomly and i looked down and i went holy shit yeah he he opened the door and my face is like uh and he's like so you're gonna come in or you're gonna stand out here on the stoop and i I was like i'm gonna go actually (laughs) i just got like a really important email and uh i kind of can't fucking believe it i gotta go make sure it's real you know know, Um, did they they tell you to like meet at like a park (laughs) (laughs) Like to shoot the hoops, or no, they were like, uh, see what she's got on the court first. Hey, yeah. I saw the last really dance. Cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they found me. I think this recruiter found me on LinkedIn. Uh, well, I guess, so n- not a plug for LinkedIn because I don't get on that shit. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good well, thing they uh, got my. Did you have like a portfolio posted on LinkedIn? No, I just had a picture of me. My like resume on LinkedIn. Actually, you know, LinkedIn bugs me all the time. It says I'm only sixty percent f- done with my yeah, profile. Sixty percent on me. So they reached out, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, actually, uh, I would really like to work for you." And I had, uh, I had like pretty much eight interviews later. Wow, it took that many. It took that many, but they were all really easy. Like, well, okay. it just like I was at, at no point was I ever like, oh man, I completely fucked that up. Yeah, or like yeah. I, I'm not getting this job. I was just like, oh, yeah. I hope they pick me. <laughs> 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 it's 
That's how I am with every woman you know? I meet. So, yeah, you're like, what was it? I hope wow. they pick me. Uh, yeah. I hope that blindfold doesn't slip down. Yeah. Does and this the, smell like chloroform? I did have up. a Trump moment during, like a Trump card moment, not a Donald Trump moment. Oh, Dustin Cut. Dustin Cut. She's been in Portland too long. Uh, yeah, so uh, I had a moment at the, where I, I took over the interview at the end. So if anybody's, you know, gunning for a job out there, uh, my my best advice has been, you know, ask. I went online and I found like, you know, best interview, you know, uh-huh. best interview questions to yeah. ask. And uh, one that was at like the very bottom and everybody was like, eh, you may want to ask this question. You may not. It was like, at the end, I was like, all right, so... Um, Anything about my qualifications that, you know, would make me not an ideal candidate for this job? And they were, like, so taken aback. They were, like, uh, uh, no, you're pretty perfect, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Go. And that yeah. was pretty early on. So, like, Let's after that numbers. one. Yeah. So, after that <laughs> yeah, one, I was, like, we numbers. good. We good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when you went out there, what are, are you in the position that you're in now when you went out there? Or did no. you progress through it? Um. So that that was actually kind of a weird thing. I wanted to be like, so there's different levels. There's like, well, most of the, so that's actually one thing I should mention is like in the apparel industry, most people that do what I do, which is like the fit, the construction, they work with the factory. Like it is a little, I went to school for fashion design and I do design to a point, but I don't own the design and I don't come up with it. Basically what I do is a designer, the design team, like, does all their trend research and comes up with, you know, what the story for the season should be. And then they hand it off to me and I make it come to life in the okay. mass market. So, like, I, my tagline, I like to make designs dreams come true. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. And sometimes, you know, I give them ideas. And so I'm I'm more creative than some other people that do what I do. Um, and I just I just like to be a part of the process and, you know, make dope shit. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See it on everybody in the world now. <laughs> what is the, if if I'm not mistaken? What is the the main thing you work with is sport polos, correct? Yeah. So I work on a golf product. Ah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a pretty Nike cool. Polo Mark's got on over there. Yes. This yes. son of a bitch. He, Don't even get me started on this guy. Okay. <laughs> she's Stop. Wor- she's, Wait. Whoa. 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 She's Stop the, talking yeah, about my mother. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> she wor- She's working for Express. And this is like the most spiffed up 45-year-old guy, like jammed into this Express clothes all the time. He was very supportive, yeah. And I was like, I would bitch and say, give me some of those clothes, but I can't fucking fit into them. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I try to change that, Nike, and uh, you know. I believe I, I believe I got you one. (laughs) You did. Jen, Jen, tell them about the the model, or the... uh, would you have like an anatomically correct model that you fit close to it? And, and what that model is called? And I have a says, name. Mark. So it totally reminds. <laughs> so uh, so we do this thing uh, in. Like I said, I own the fit, right? So within that is like you know you you do everything on a base size, you know, like a medium. Uh-huh. And then what I make sure of is that it fits consistently from the, every size fits like that medium does. So that's uh-huh. called the grade. And so uh, I was at work one day, and, and before I went to Nike, I had never, uh, you know, seen a size set of forms, like, uh-huh. a, you know, like a dress form. Right. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, that's funny. And I'm, I'm, you know, they're showing them to me, and I'm fitting my product on them. And I was like, oh, they have names. I was like, well, who named these? 
<laughs> and they're, they're like all going through here. And, and I can't remember all the other ones, but I look at one and I was like, Fred Flintstone? <laughs> Fred I, Flintstone? Are you fucking kidding me? I have That's, been called Fred Flintstone it, in my life. And it was the size that my dad wears. <laughs> So naturally, I take a picture and I'm like, so does this look familiar? Do you like look in the mirror? <laughs> What's going on here? It's not quite saggy enough to be more. <laughs> so firm, firm in some places. So, uh, like you, you're... <laughs> not Hush your mouth. Like. <laughs> oh, Hush your mouth, child. Hush your mouth, yes. Yeah. So you're... You, you are responsible for the entire golf line. Pretty much. Like Pretty much? 85% of it. So wow. I do like all the polos, the pants. I did a little bit of outerwear. Um, I did a few women's things, you know, but yeah, Uh Pretty much all polos. I'm yeah. the po- unofficial polo queen of Nike. Wow. Have you met Tiger Woods? I've not met him. <sighs> That's on the list. There was a trip where I was supposed to... And, uh, you know what, my boss, uh, does all of his like custom fit stuff. Cause you know, there's, there's only certain athletes that get custom fit product right, and you, right. you gotta be, you gotta be a big boy. Uh-huh, <laughs> you gotta right. be really good. Yeah, um, no, the rest I, I of the athletes <laughs> that wear, uh, Nike product on the course that, you know, just on the tour, mm-hmm. they kind of just like buy off the, buy off, off the, the rack. rack. Oh. Yeah. Off the, I hate saying off that. I hate rack. that term. Um, so, rack. and then, and then sometimes we do like alterations. Yeah. Yeah. It's just shit lower like than a 68. Maybe we'll yeah. custom fit you. <laughs> Loser. Are they, is, is tiger the only one that has a, uh, like a, a, a custom deal or a line with Nike? The only golfer. Yeah. The only golfer that does. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that. Like if you buy, if you go on like Nike.com or something like that and buy Tiger Woods product, I do work on that. Really? Yeah. Um, I just don't custom fit it to him. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. That's awesome. It's it's pretty, (laughs) it is is pretty wild. Cause you know, I've worked, so I've been at Nike for five years, all in golf. And you asked me, did I come in at my title? And I actually came in a level below. Um, and then I got promoted about a year and a half, two, two years ago, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, no, truly. I know. I know. Truly, right. because when I worked at Express, I also worked there for five years, and that felt like the longest five years. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's only been five years. It seems like you've been out there way longer than that. It feels like I've been out there like two years. Yeah, to me. does it? Does it? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why I say it. Time but does But I mean, they're, they're a good company to work for. They're a like really you. good company to yeah. work for. Like, you talk to anybody that works there, oh, how long have you been here? Oh, 15, 20 years. Do you know they have that really gets you? Like, like they had. Honestly, I told you before, I wanted to work for Express and I wanted to work for Nike. So they had me at, hi, do you want to work for us? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. You had me uh, hello. <laughs> but they told us, they're like, yeah, so once you're here for 10 years, you get a paid six week sabbatical. Holy shit. Wow. Right? Wow. And so I was 26. I accepted the job on my 26th birthday. Like it was actually, I felt really bad because uh, they threw at Express. They threw me this really great birthday party. Yeah, it's your birthday! And all of a sudden, I I look on my phone and this five hundred three number calls me, and I was like, "Holy shit, guys! This is the this is your offer. That was this my offer call because because I interviewed. So I had my eighth interview right before the Fourth of July, like actually around the week. Yeah, yeah, about five years this week, and. and they're like, oh yeah. So I, I called and checked in, and and I knew we were in a good spot when they called me back, and they're like, yeah, you know, we're really interested in you. It's just taking a long time to get the paperwork together. So that's when I was like, 
Okay. Yeah. All right. They're yeah. going to give me an offer. <laughs> Time to breathe. Can't wait to see it. Right. You know, and so I walked outside and I was like, they're like, do you need a weekend to think about it? And I was like, no, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. I do. <laughs> I'll be there on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> when do yeah. I need to be there? Yeah. yeah. So uh, how, many, how many people are employed by Nike, do you know? Oh my God. Uh, well, like total world. Well, it's a global company. Right. You know? right. So uh, like almost every continent, I think. Uh, I think it's like 90, 80 or 90,000. 80 or 90,000. Uh, yeah. Roll. We actually had a couple, you know, Zoom, COVID, mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, yeah. We actually had the largest Zoom call on record. Really? With, yeah. Wow. For an all employee meeting. And it was like, our, yeah, our CEO was like, yeah, I just got off the phone with the CEO of Zoom a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, big, big time. <laughs> I, forget, big I forget how big we are. <laughs> now, we how- were talking to Joel, and uh, Joel jumped in and... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this thankfully. guy runs the It List podcast. <laughs> we need to listen to what he has to say. Thankfully, yeah. they figured out how to mute everyone's microphone. So uh, yeah. we're like, please oh, mute your microphone. IT guys are going ape shit out oh, there. Wow. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what is this feedback? Like they're doing live aid or something. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, we're going to look awful. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, how many, um, how many different countries, what, uh, say that, what countries are the product actually manufactured in? Oh, I don't even know all the countries. Yeah, to, to be honest, like what I about just know your line? my. I mean, we. I mean, a lot of Southeast, just the normal players, you know, like Southeast Asia, China, uh, some I think in Mexico. You, you know what yeah. I mean? You, look in the tag here, close yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's on, a made in. I tear it out. It, <laughs> right. it's, it's scratchy. <laughs> we try to print no, those. I know you right. do print them now. I know. I know. We are all about the athlete. Hey, yeah. guess what? If you have a body, yeah. you are an athlete. Right. <laughs> I don't know how much of a body I have. Can we quit with the care instruction? I icons because who kids. knows yeah oh, like yeah. what's well, universal <laughs> come on Mike. to those who have a legend somewhere <laughs> right you you like, know how to search like washing on the machine internet hieroglyphics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just need to give you a puzzle it's like national treasure <laughs> just say cold wash separately yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no but they're um going into that we were talking about it a little bit earlier like um i know that a lot of those a lot of the fashion industry gets a bad stigma when it comes to their labor of who's doing it, but Nike actually does like a good job of really taking care of their employees. Oh yeah, way better than way way better than most companies. So yeah. you're saying all of the people working in the in the other countries have benefits, all that whole deal. Oh yeah, uh, some of them live on site, and uh-huh. um, yeah, and some of them I've been to are air conditioned. Um, so honestly, some that I've I've been to quite a few factories, apparel factories in, what in my countries life. And, have you been uh, to? Oh, I've been all over. I've been to India. I've been to Sri Lanka, Vietnam, Singapore, um, Cambodia, Thailand. Thailand's my favorite. Uh, yeah. China. I've been to multiple places in China. Japan. Uh, Japan, <coughs> but I didn't go to any factories there. Oh, Though right. they are very nice. Just I love Japan. It. She was just kicking it. Well, I was Japan. just chilling in holiday. Tokyo. Well, well yeah. the nice thing about working midnights is, you know, she's halfway qu- across the globe, and she calls me. She's like, "Dad, you gotta come. We gotta come to Japan. You're gonna oh, yeah. love." <laughs> yeah. Talk. Tell us about the bar you went in. The, the blues bar. Oh, so um, okay, so yeah, I was on a like a market research trip in Japan. And um, which was really cool that I got to go on that. And we were walking around and uh, the two designers, they're like, hey, uh, we got to go to the, we got to go to JBS. I was like, JBS, what's this? Like, 
I don't know what that Gen stands base. for. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like JBS. And so we go to we go down. Uh, you know, there's like the largest crosswalk in the world in mm-hmm. Japan. Where yep. like ever, it's, right. it's fucking crazy. Like <laughs> it feels like thirty thousand people yeah. crossing the street at <laughs> one time. It's pandemonium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's wild. Oh, yeah. And so we go down there, and we went down one spoke of that. And, uh, like, I don't know, two or three blocks, and then we go down what looks like an alley, and we go up, like, I think, like, five flights of stairs, and there's just this little hole-in-the-wall bar, and actually, I thought of you, Joel, because I was like, Joel would fucking love this, (laughs) because the whole thing... The whole Guys thing. Guys in speedos. <laughs> <laughs> Six packs. <laughs> They're just your type with long yeah, hair. Just my right, type with long right. hair. Um, yeah, but the whole thing is just like, it's just lined with records and it's tiny. I think it's like. It's like your penis. Pro- <laughs> probably like the square footage of this room. Really? Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, not shaped yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was all More the whole square. wall were vinyl, you say? Everything was vinyl, and all they play. And so the bar- it's one bartender, or at least that I saw. I don't know if it's normal like that, uh-huh. but it's this one guy, and he, um, God, I can't think of the word right curates okay. the music. Curates the music. His curator. That and uh, he's carefully, he carefully awesome. curates it, and you can't talk. If you talk and you get on this guy's nerves, it's like the soup Nazi in Seinfeld. Oh, he kicks you out. He kicks you out. And it's like, we're here to drink beer and enjoy the fucking That's music. Right. So sit down and shut the fuck yes. up. Yes. And it was just like, I was just in there and I was like, guys, we can never leave. I'm going to show you a picture of this place. Oh my because God. I really want to read. Awesome. I really want to read to you what what it said on the door or, or there's a sign next to him when did I go there 20 I think I went there in July of 2017 it was like I was also stoked for that trip because my whole team left on July 27th which is my birthday oh. and, uh, and uh, they were like yeah we're leaving that, Mark? They're like, yeah, we're, we're leaving on the 27th and I was like I am not leaving on the 27th because you know when you fly from the US to Asia you, Your birthday you skipped been gone. that day. Yeah. I was like, I'm not right. skipping my fucking birthday. Yeah. So I left the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the and then that next day, I was in, you know, those next couple of days, I was in Japan. And so, yeah, here here's what it Holy looks like. Holy shit. And he, and he DJs and there, bartends. Yeah, that's him DJing there. And uh, that's like, that's the back oh, of it. Oh, my God. It doesn't go crazy. any farther than that. And, yeah, and that's the front door there. Uh, and that was, I, I, I'd never heard... Uh, this is, I feel like such a nerd because I guess he's really big. <laughs> uh, his name's uh, Johnny it's up, Hammond. It's up on Johnny and, Hammond. Yeah, and that was like. My, there it my is. Favorite. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so he had the sign here and it said, Dear fellow Americans, isn't this place awesome? There are so there are so many other bars where you can talk, but no other spaces like this where a master vinyl collector will pour you a drink and curate an incredible playlist for you. So please show respect for the singular experience and keep voices low so we can all enjoy the music. Thank you, Jared from USA. <laughs> Boom. So, I'm fucking going. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> thank you <laughs> for awesome. for spreading the good word of yeah. shutting the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo. Tokyo next on the list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You should go. Uh, you know, stop. Stop through Portland. Take yeah, the, yeah. take the, <laughs> come see it. You know, Stop through show Portland. I might go through LAX. Oh. Well, no, there's a Portland Arena flight. Oh, is there? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Direct. Uh, 10 it, hours. Not that bad. It's only 10? It's only 10 hours. Yeah. Wow. And it's, 
I mean, I don't, I, I don't think of it as like, oh, you gotta spend 10 hours on 10 bucks. It's like, I get 10 hours to myself to watch all the fucking movies I want. Yeah, there you go. True. Somebody true. waits Listen on me. All the music it's great. Too. <laughs> have you ever met Phil Knight? Uh, I have not like officially met him. Like, hi, Phil. My name's Jen. But uh, one day they had a little event over at the Tiger Woods Center where we could go get uh, apply for TSA pre-check because, you know, we fly a lot. <laughs> nice. So it's another perk of working for the swoosh. Uh, and uh, I was walking with a friend. And at that time, I didn't sit on campus. So I didn't like and I wasn't wearing any swoosh. So I was like a little self-conscious. I was like, oh, here I am. <laughs> He's going to think I hate this I mean, this there's company. not like a thing, but, you know, I just I was wearing like a, a sundress or something like well, at that. At least it wasn't like Reebok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would never be caught dead. Outright oh, yeah. DMC Adidas suit. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to die? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not like that. Um, but uh, so he was coming out of like one of the little cafes. And he, he uh, he's known for liking these chocolate chip cookies. And so there he is with his cookies. And, and they ju- he just released the book Shoe Dog, which if you haven't picked it up, it's, it's pretty great. Shoe Dog? Shoe Dog. Dog. Yeah, it's a really, really great book. And it just like it just tells like the story of Nike and all that stuff, yeah. which is pretty interesting. Uh, and I walked by him and I didn't know what to say. But I was like, you can't walk by Phil Knight and not say anything. Right, so I just right. said, I feel like your book. <laughs> I felt like such a little fangirl. Yeah. <laughs> Love the book. And he just like smiled, nodded, and well, the cookies. Is Nike's pretty much. It's kind of accepted as the story as Nike took off with the Jordan as far as that went because they weren't they weren't really big wasn't it they didn't wasn't that wasn't that covered in the yeah, slightly in, I mean, the I mean they weren't they weren't is accepted in like sportwear, in the sportwear yeah, right. or like in, or like NBA culture type yeah. of thing. They were Converse they were known was, as a running Converse shoe. Was big, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they were known as the as a running shoe company. You okay, know? and he went in. It was all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Elizabeth Town? Uh, not for a long time. Not for a long time. Yeah. Do you think Alec Baldwin's a good person to play Phil May? Uh, I don't. I don't remember his performance. So yeah. I guess if it wasn't memorable, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Does he look anything like him? Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That was another question I was going to have when it came to Elizabeth Town. It's one of my favorite movies. Do you think that when it comes to the validity of the story in in Elizabeth Town, where he designs a shoe and then it has some massive fault with it, and it's like a three quarters of a billion dollars he cost. It wasn't Nike, but it was modeled after Nike in the story. Do you, is that even logistically possible? Do you think that one person could design it and it, it all of the blame could fall on them, or would it have to? Does it go through levels and levels and levels? Of I mean, people? it's a. <clears throat> It's a team effort when you're bringing a product to market, no matter what you're bringing to market. You know, like there's never one unless you're in like a startup or like a super small company. There's never just one. It never sits on one person because like, you know, we we rigorously test things, you know, like we make sure that we get input and feedback. So it's very rare that we put something in the market that would have like a massive failure. Yeah. Yeah. Nike never feels anything. (laughs) Especially these shoes I'm wearing. Right. Well, I don't know. They've lasted Wait. longer than my new balance. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, with my I don't Velcro know. Straps. I, 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 will say I don't know what happened with Zion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I know <laughs> probably uh, some sport fans out there, which is not me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm into fashion. Not so. a sport Do they fan. have a cafeteria where you can just go eat whenever you want? There we oh, go. we now have like five. <laughs> we have like five cafeterias. They have cafeterias. Yeah, we have like a. Is it like a, on the house? Like you don't have to pay for it? Oh no, we have to pay for it. This oh. is an Airbnb. Oh. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Joel's out. I, know. I, mean, it's, it's, I was going to come work for you, but you know, we have no, coffee shops. You know, yeah. yeah. Actually, with all this going on, working from home, I really miss being on campus. Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like Disney World. So when it, I, it really is. When it's, I come out there next time, are you going to give me the tour of it? Yeah, I'd have given you a tour oh, a know. couple months ago. Oh, I heard about come it. Come on, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you were there, and I was like, oh, he's got to hit me up. I'm he's ready. Over, he's over my shoulder, edge it around. I give him all kinds of shit. He's like, he's no. so. This fucking so, ball. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm much nicer. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I, I know. He told me you were I'm pissed about sweet. it. I should oh, yeah. be mad now. Oh, no, I figured she'd right. be like, "Oh God, I gotta take my dad's lame ass friend out." No, <laughs> no, no. It'll be like the My Chemical Romance you concert all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Joel, we had a great we time. Did. You <laughs> was there. You were there, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. If only I had know, we would have met up. He had worse, but no, he he was right next to us. Yeah. No, where you were. Yeah, he really Memory. was. Sorry. Yeah, you were stoned <laughs> in the Jesus belt. <laughs> Mark is like, "Hey, I gotta work. I can't go to this concert. Can you take my daughter to this concert?" I'm like, "Your daughter? She's like 16 years old." And he's like, "Yeah, we'll just take her and like run security for right, her." Right, right. So I'm like, "All right, I guess I'll get your ticket covered." And he sends me, in, and so I'm like, "All right," and I take her and her friend. And I'm like 21 or 22 years old at the time. So I'm a like, not not a my Kim fan. Yeah, at not, time. I, I, going nothing, into nothing it. about him not going a fan. into it. Terrible. And um, this is like pre. <laughs> This is pre the Black Parade. Like this is oh, they have oh like yeah, one this is album. like this is like when right. uh, what's it? I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm not okay. Big. And yeah. all that was big. Good song. So she wants to go. So so I go to this show and we get we we're like down on the rail. And I look over, and Mike is there. <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I didn't know him very well either. So I'm like, yeah, oh, hey, what's going on, man? And so I like walk just up, and I'm like, creepy. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just here hanging out with these 16-year-old girls. You know, it's not weird. Yeah, Mike's like, big red flag. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Mike's like, oh, God. And, uh, so I, I remember walking up to the bathrooms at some point, and I passed, and everyone was so so young at these concerts that like no one was drinking. So I, wa- I walked by. I Joel. <laughs> so so I walked by and I saw the I saw the beers and I was like, oh man, I, I might just get one of them. He called me like right at the time Mark did and was like, hey, how's things going? And I said, man, you are really fucking with me right now. Man. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are you what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I walked by these beers and I'm not shitting you. They were like a fucking trash can. They were that big. Those, okay, and they were like four dollars. Like, Promo West at yes. the time. Oh, oh it was yeah. Cool. No, for their thirty two yes, ounce five dollar drafts, gigantic oh drafts, and no, there were no lines because no. One was old enough to drink, and I'm like, "You son of a bitch! You set this up talking." He's like, "I don't care if you drink, you know that'd be even better. You'd probably fight better if anybody fucks with him." So, so I'm Father like, of the year. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. So I start buying beers, and in between bands, I I've become the world's biggest. My Chemical Romance fan in, in, in the, the amount of those beers that we were drinking. <laughs> and the guy is sound checking in between sets for the next band. And I start screaming over the entire crowd, like telling him, <laughs> Freebird! <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> and, and Mike is more embarrassed than Jen is, just the fact that he knows me. And, and then I'm like, Crazy Train! And I'm like yelling every like lick you can think of while the guy's doing this. Turn your Who phone is off. Ringing. Who's ringing? 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And, uh, and the dude started playing the Lick to Crazy Train. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> From the back of it. influenced them. Yeah. They were fantastic, man. My Kim and romance was fantastic. Oh, they're great. Live. They're great. Like, yeah, that was for the, hey, thanks, Although, for the, thanks for the tickets, Mark. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Trying to help you out, yeah, bro. Thank help. you for helping me and trying yeah, to help yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fantastic. All right. You guys ready to get into this list Let's stuff? Let's do it. All right. Like I said, today's topic is top five. Historical figures that are no longer living that you would like to have a drink with. It's going to be an interesting one. Jen's just going to offer a little color commentary on this. She's right. up on the she's up on the lingo. Yes. Well, except her dad's because we'll be talking about like Charlie Chaplin and shit because he's so oh goddamn old. God. So, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Moses. Moses was a fantastic man. Yeah. I actually right. had a beer with him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a beer with Moses. I, I, I bless all your black souls. Yes, so. yes, exactly. All right. Per usual, going to my left, Mark the Cop. What is your number one? Um, my first one here is a, a unique individual, um, John Holmes. Oh, <laughs> shut up. I'll kill you. We were talking about this before letting it out, and Mark's like, I'm going to use Joel Holmes. He's like, what are you going to ask him? Like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, you just said Joel Holmes. Joel, that's right. It's pretty much interchangeable. <laughs> From the elbow to the knuckles. <laughs> Mike, Mike looks like Ross Geller after Rachel after Rachel broke up with him. Hi, why do I even do this? Are you even having fun, Mike? I'm having a blast. I'm, all right, Mark, you're that, number one for real. Lock, lock it up. Lock, lock it, it up. up. That was not when Rachel broke up with him, by the way. Yeah, it was um it was when, the pilot when his, when his wife when left him. Yeah, because she was the last <laughs> <laughs> They had very similar concept. interests. <laughs> yeah, they had similar interests. All right. Well, you know, after uh, last episode, um, we do the post show um, festivities in Fatheads. We do. Yeah, we do. You leave because <laughs> yeah. you know you're you're. Uh, Mike goes home and burps babies. <laughs> changes shitty diapers. Changes shitty diapers. <laughs> Talks about how bad he hates going to do the podcast with us. So Joel and I keyed up this guy, and uh, he was really influential on me as a young man. And um, I, I have a, I have a lot of respect for someone who has gets <laughs> no respect. Oh. oh, and it is the one and only Rodney Dangerfield. That is a fantastic pick. It oh really my gosh, really we is. sat down there and watched him on Johnny Carson. I will, and we uh, <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. The, the video may be up. It's No, it's not on our podcast page. It's on my personal one. I will put it on our oh it list God. page. Yes, please do. That was so much fun. You can see Mark's behavior while watching these. <laughs> while we were, we were about eight to ten beers deep watching old Rodney Dangerfield yes. clips. Fantastic. <laughs> what do you like about him so much? I mean, what, I mean well, the thing everything. about it, what I didn't know about is, is Dangerfield actually has, has had two careers in comedy. Um, and I, it escapes me. Does it say it on there, Michael, uh, wh who he was first, and then he got out of it. And he was actually a uh, aluminum siding salesman. And then he got back into comedy as Rodney Dangerfield. And what he was doing was he was going out and doing a stand-up act, but to make his bills and to pay his bills, he was selling aluminum siding. Yeah, and uh, there was people that said, "Yeah, you know, we we got the Tonight Show on, and or, or whatever show, and there's Rodney on the TV, <laughs> our aluminum sales yeah, 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 and, and and he's right there in our living room closing the deal, mm. you know, and he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing that, but you know, the, the guy's just hilarious. His one-liners, his setup oh, delivery, yeah. setup delivery, it's I mean, just amazing. He, he was. 
and you're you're a little bit older than I am. A little bit. <laughs> and uh, the, if you, you was he the first one to really do the self degrading act, self deprecating humor? Yeah. Well, yeah. not really, but he's the one I think that really perfected it. Yeah, I mean it was fantastic. I mean, and then I mean he did stand up for a really long time oh, before yeah. he did before he started getting into movies, right? Yes, yes. And uh, w- w- the thing about it is, and Jen's been there, Dangerfields, New yep. York. Yep. Ah, where's Not that at in New York? Jen? I don't know. No, come on, Jen. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to New York. I remember some story. I'll tell you this real quick to cut him off. He was talking about you. <laughs> oh when you were God. working for Express and you were going over to New York and you you were there all, the, all time, the time. And I was like, oh, I like New York, too. And then, like, yeah, no. you named you named some bar. You've named, you. you named some bar that you like to go to, and Mark was like, yeah, she just kicked your ass. Like, was like, <laughs> like Because Jen knew a bar in fucking Manhattan that I didn't know. <laughs> Clearly somebody that has never been to Manhattan yet. <laughs> My, Mikey brought it up on Google. There. Where are we at? Uh, east Side? East End? Yeah. Okay. But what Rodney would do, he perfected his act. He has his own club, and he would go in there, and he would practice the jokes on his own crowd. You know, that way, when he went did the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, you know, that's where you have those golden moments. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, I send it out, and we'll, hopefully, we'll get this up on the website too. Oh, we will, we will. The Islispodcast dot com. His his uh, album, I have the original No Respect from nineteen eighty when it come out. So I took a photo of it today, and I sent it out to the guys and. Yeah. And Joel was, you know, we. we I thought we, that was a cardboard cutout that you just kept in your bedroom. And, and <laughs> talk to him. Yeah, just talk to him. I hey, do. Rodney. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Thank you. Want a bologna life, sandwich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hungry? You hungry, buddy? That's some Pass- bologna. In there. No respect. <laughs> Get no bologna. Bologna and Vaseline. That's the story of my life. What would you drink with him? What would you be your drink of choice? Oh, I would have a uh, old fashioned. Old fashioned. What's uh, in an old fashioned? An old fashioned. I've heard a definition of an old fashioned differently from Ray. Oh, he's very particular. Yes. Right. Well, my recipe is two shots of whiskey. It should be bourbon, but I'm a Crown Royal drinker. Okay. So two shots of Crown, Uh, four (laughs) shots of bitters. Okay. um, Two sugar cubes. Ah, Muddle up the uh, cherry and the orange. Good term. Good term. Garnish with a cherry and an orange, but stir. Stir is the biggest thing. Our producer, uh, Dustin. We still haven't queued up the track for him. Right. Made some of those, got the stuff to make those. He did. Several months ago when he was here and they were fantastic. I'm not and I'm not even a liquor drinker. Like it was like, man, I could drink these. It'd be bad news. Oh, they do. You get so fucked up. Jennifer one night, um the the house we used to have had a bar. And uh, I called her, or she called me, and I'm all fucking hammered. She's like, Dad, you've been up all night drinking old fashioned. such a loser. <laughs> At your own bar. God. This goes to someone else's bar. <laughs> You're all drunk. <laughs> no, what? That was one thing I was thinking about when we were talking about this episode. If you could ask him one question, mm. do you, can you think off the top of your head what you would ask him? What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? <laughs> How do you do that, Living? How do you do that, Living? Now, the thing about it is, is, you know, the way comics did back in the day, I mean, it was rough and tumble, you know, they oh, would yeah. go out, you know, it's like, you know, he, he's doing Still comedy. Is. Yeah, they doing trash yeah. by people. Oh, yeah. Just... He's doing comedy in the city. He's selling aluminum siding during the day, you know, just, just to make it happen. And 
There it is. Mike brought up a great one. His best movie, I think, ever was Caddyshack. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, oh, him yeah. and Ted Knight in that. That's another 1980, <laughs> 81 Hey, classic. baby, you must have been something before yeah. electricity. <laughs> he was. Want to make $18 the hard way? <laughs> so good in So that. what? So let's dance. <laughs> i tell you one that I liked that a lot of people, like, I loved that movie, Ladybugs, that he was in. On the soccer? Yeah, where he's uh, coaching the soccer oh, team yeah. to get in good with his boss, and he dresses up his future stepson as a, as a girl to... To, to win this girls' soccer league, back to school I'm, was great. Oh, back to school oh, was great oh, with uh, Sam Kennison. Oh, oh, that scene, god. that scene oh, was. Oh my god! Wow, right? like you. <laughs> We're partying, putting on headbands, doing drugs, and listening to the goddamn Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> so good, but that's, oh, that's, that's what got us on Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, that's what got us on Dangerfield. Yeah, oh, was Jen was taking a breath. I thought oh, she was. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's already like, what the hell did she's I? She's sitting here living. <laughs> <laughs> this was fine for the first twenty-eight minutes. Now I got to listen to these assholes for the next hour. And a half. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> Am I done here? <laughs> I got an early flight. No, yeah. Oh, Rodney, he's. I, I would put him. That might be a topic in the future. I, he'd be on my top five stand-up comedians of all time list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Set up delivery. Set up. Del- I mean, but to think about it, when we were watching him on The Tonight Show, it seems mm-hmm. like he's never off. He's never off. Oh, he, you know, he and got up. And he did was, his- and even if a joke didn't land, right. he knew how to handle it. Yeah. Like it, and he would just turn it into, well, <laughs> a fucking other one fails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, is fantastic. this mic on? I mean, yeah, you guys right, think it's a comedy right. actor. But, Mike did that one of the first yeah. times. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> that was the pilot, right. I think. That was, that the, was pilot. the pilot. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Ronnie Dangerfield is on the list. Mikey, you're number one. Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Nice. nice. Ooh. Oh. That's deep. Got a shotgun? <laughs> what a life. Wasn't he really? What a life. Right. Really, Fantastic right. life, yeah. He was really depressed, wasn't he? He was like very most depressed. of his adult life. <laughs> yeah. Honey, honey have you talked to your dad lately? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Ernest <laughs> Hemingway. <laughs> We're not talking about you. <laughs> I mean, the the, the guy, I, I made a joke when, when Mike put this up about him, you know, like, oh, God, everybody needs that friend to bum the shit out of them when they're at the bar. <laughs> but, oh I mean, the guy, the guy really was... I mean, he had an incredible life. Like, when you think about it's it now, yeah, oh, yeah a, a lot of it has a negative things. connotation to it. But, like, I mean, what, what draws you to him the most just, when you uh, think about it? You know, there's not a, a question I want to ask, but I just want to hear some stories. I mean, the guy lived everywhere, lived overseas, traveled the world. You know, I'm not really into hunting, but it was like a big game hunting, mm-hmm. got into bullfighting. And then on top of all of that, you know, was this brilliant writer. He, so. I mean, yeah, it was insane. How many, have you read most of his books? Not most. Um, I, so another kind of cool thing is he used to summer in northern Michigan where we um, vacation once oh, or twice okay. a year. Oh, really? So Where at up there? Um, he uh, he vacationed up towards Petoskey okay. uh, in, a, in a tiny little place called Walloon Lake. Um, okay. We go up to the Glen Arbor area, which is okay. near Traverse City, not very far. And we've also spent some time in Charlevoix, which is right in that area. So the upper side of the lower peninsula. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. Got you. Time to okay. <laughs> what time? What's the time now, stamp? Now I know the, wow. the protocol. 4759. 4759. Kyle, you need to step up your game. He's peeing already. No, that's right. away. <laughs> um, so so he to go back to your question, Joel, he he wrote some uh, short stories called the Nick Adams stories. Uh-huh. And in some of those they're set in that area. So I I read those just 
out no. of curiosity, but I've also read For Whom the Bell Tolls, Old Man the Sea. Man, um, you, t- you talk about one of the most depressing books I've ever read, Old Man in the Sea. I mean, it was like you're, you're watching it and it's like this poor bastard is just hanging on by a fucking thread, man. Yeah. And it's like and he finally gets it. It's like, hell yeah. And then it just gets slowly and surgically taken just taken from him as he's yeah. going back there. It's wow. like, oh, my God. And I remember I remember reading that. My my teacher, Miss Davis, she's listening, Diana Davis. Actually, it's not Diana. It's not Davis anymore. I don't know what it is now. She's, <laughs> But I love oh, her. Yeah. It was Miss Davis when she was my no, teacher. No, wait a minute. I'm hearing like a Van Halen song in my mind right now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we can talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about that off of air. I brought my pencil. <laughs> Give me something Diana. to write on, man. Sweet Diana, if you're listening. No, um, <laughs> she was a huge Hemingway fan. Huge Hemingway yeah. fan. Yeah. Always vacationing in like Key West. A lot of a lot of Hemingway stuff down mm-hmm. there. But she would always talk about him. And I remember looking at books and going, "Okay, I'm going to read one." Because I, I loved that teacher. She was she was one of my favorite teachers ever. You read books? Yeah, I do. Oh, I actually oh, do. Okay. And um, I've been listening to a lot of them on tape now because it's there easier for me. There we go. And Kyle's <laughs> but, back. Um, Kyle is back. Yeah. But uh, uh, Old Man of the Sea is a pretty short book. It is. It's the first book. So this is the first book I ever read cover to cover. I mean, outside of like Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Mine was <laughs> Pirates, Pirates Under the Salt Salt Sea. And it was a, um, it was a summer reading book uh-huh. for in high school. Or, you or read something. those? Yeah. Well, I read that one. <laughs> You're the one. You had well, the one. I always wonder who Because did it was that. like 150 pages. <laughs> and I read it like the night before school. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Not even the and cliff notes. Wow. I, I remember her talking about it. And I'm like, okay, I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impress this teacher that I like. And I'm like, I'm going to read Old Man of the Sea. So I read Old Man of the Sea, and I remember going in and being like, what the fuck? Like, talking to her, like, why would anybody write this? Like, this is the most depressing shit that I've ever read in my life. Like, why would anyone do that? And she was talking about, you know, like, the symbolism and the artistry of it. Like, you know, it's like, this is real life. This is what, this is how most people interact in their lives, you know? What, they depressed? Have, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what, yeah. And there you go. Why do you think country music's so popular? <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah. Kyle is the happiest guy That's sitting right. at this table. That's right. <laughs> and he's the country music fan. Because Divorce. he likes jacked up tailgates. Depressed. <laughs> Drunk. Red Dirt Road is a great song. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, but, but I mean, just what, what wars... That. He was a veteran of what wars? World War One. World War One. Yeah, that's what for for whom the bell tolls is about. Or I'm sorry, no, no, no. All Quiet on the Western Front is about. Yeah. It's semi autobiographical. Yeah, it's hmm. a novel, but it's yep. about. Yep. Pretty much based on his experiences as an ambulance driver. Okay. All and, Quiet on the. Are we talking about the same book, right? Yeah. All Quiet on the Western. I Front. I did not know that, Mike. I didn't know he wrote All Quiet on the Western Front. I thought that was following the Nazi soldiers. No, 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 no. I thought for him the bell toll was a uh, for whom the bell toll was about the Spanish American War, yes, right? I read it. Pull last up summer. all quiet on the west. Are you sure that's right? I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm sure. I'm not are. trying to be a dick. Sure, but you, like, are. you can't. Help I read it. that in high school. Your dick mode. All quiet on the west. I'm Western sorry. Front. You're right. Uh, a fair uh, fair uh, arm there. Oh, I knew it. Boy. I really it's, wanted Joel yeah, to be yeah, wrong. <laughs> It's always when you're real yeah, confident yeah, about something. I know. Something yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll quiet on the Western Front followed the Nazi soldiers. I'm not on sure the, about uh, that, though. I, it, I don't think it followed the Nazis. It, it did. It did. It was written from the point of view of the Nazi soldiers. Himmelstoss really? was the was the the di. It followed the Nazi soldiers. That's who it was written. About. I remember watching the movie in high school. 
we read it in high school. I think it's about World War One, though. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. It was about World War One, I, mm, I believe. Wow, how did I get those confused? I was. Okay. I knew. Yeah, yeah. classic a fair mix of arms. Up. That's what you're classic talking about. Yeah. Drinking and driving, <laughs> typical. Yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> no. Speaking of drinking, now that I've emptied oh, my one? tank, let's I fill it up you. again. Yeah, Joel. Joel's good at filling your tank. Grab two. There. Oh man. So, anyways, Mark's I mean, cooler sucks. You know, <laughs> out, outside of the the extreme depression. I mean, you can't help but be like a little envious of the guy. I mean, he lived every, he lived such a free life, but he was so, you know, caged. You know, not to be well, you know, no, he caged, was, but I mean, dramatic. But I don't feel that his. way with him. I mean, I just think that the guy saw true horrors in his life, and it's hard to overcome that shit. Horror, horrors. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. You pervert. <laughs> always looking, always stretching Stretch. on that cliff edge. Always stretching on that cliff edge for the joke. Let's talk about, you know, Ernest Hemingway's deep-seated depression. Let me bring that back to horrors. Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mark the derailleur. No, but what I would say is, and I'm not a big short story guy, and, and it's kind of frustrating, but, it, you know, if you want a good taste of his writing, pick up the Nick Adams stories because they're all, they're all the, short stories. But Do they honestly, all center around the same character? They do in different points of his life. So he's a boy. He's coming back from war. Okay, I've never read um, that. And the Nick Adams stories. 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 Yeah. You so they're short read. stories. I will warn you. It's a little frustrating because they start getting good and then it just ends. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's, wow. it's almost like <laughs> spoiler alert. I, I call them. I call them short stories, but they're almost just like unfinished pieces. Yeah. Like yeah. he started mm. writing a novel and stopped. Yeah. But, yeah. He was dr- he was getting drunk instead. Yeah, it's kind of like Joel's sex life. Yeah. Now is this it's true? It's getting going good and then it's just, just over, and that never gets good. It's, just, it's like deep blue sea, just never gets good. Um, this goes on. This and is your dad. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I know. I know. That's what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I not mistaken? And Miss Davis, I believe, told me this as well. Did, did <laughs> lock it up? Okay. What is going on? Wow. Right there? He's such a perv. Um, didn't Ernest Hemingway kill himself with the same gun that his father did? Wow, I don't know. I I, I know his Legacy father killed suicide. himself. So and his da- daughter the- or granddaughter killed herself too. Oh wow, that I'm not sure of. But I'll take one of one it. of the Heming. I, I swear, one of the Hemingway sisters. So here's the crazy, depressing thing. I guess his dad was having money issues, and he sent his dad a letter or a telegraph that pretty much said, "Like, hey, dad, don't worry. Like, I, I don't know. Some, he came into some money. Like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about uh-huh. it." Hmm. His dad kills himself. That letter arrives like two days later. Oh. Damn it, U.S. Postal Service. Get, you, see get if, your see if you can shit do together. It's all the U.S. Postal <laughs> Service. Again. Can, you, can you look that up and see that about whether or not Hemingway killed himself with the same gun as his father? Seven wow. members. Seven members of Hemingway's family have committed suicide. Jeez. You know, if they just would have invented Prozac a little sooner. Yeah, I know. No shit. Yeah. Or... The Itless podcast. Yeah, <laughs> if, if yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if Hemingway listened to us, he'd have been fine. Yeah, yeah. it'd all been great. Well, I'm always happier listening to our episodes. Seven, I mean, seven members of Hemingway's family have Van died Halen. by taking their own lives, <laughs> including Ernest and Mariel Hemingway's older son. Margot killed herself. I don't know Margot. <laughs> Margot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Jack Hemingway. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. We'd have to yeah, read anyways. deep into that, but I'm pretty sure that was a story. Kind of a, you know, kind of a, um, a, a test study in 
depression being oh, genetic, no shit. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Could be. Mm-hmm. All right, Hemingway's on the list. Kyle, you're number one. My number one, I'll go into the sports world with Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Ooh. That would be a great one. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What would you... What? Oh, I forgot to ask you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, you're fine. Back and right back up. What drink would you want to have with yeah, Hemingway? I mean, he, he strikes me as... You know what like, his favorite drink was? It had, no. It's got to be. Cognac? His, va- his favorite drink was the same one that we enjoyed several of at Casa Fuente. Oh, the mojito. He was a mojito, mojito guy. Oh, yes, okay. he was. I can see I that. that. All right. Yeah, All right. you can get well, down I'd, with I'd that. I'd get a mojito in there. There you go. <laughs> you Casa and Ernest pound out some mojitos. Exactly. He, he would strike me though as like a whiskey bourbon. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he lived in Key West though. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in Cuba. Joel yeah, in Cuba. He loves Key West. Yes. Don't you, I've never been there actually. No, never been there. I haven't. Stop what? before you send all of our fucking guests, <laughs> all of our listeners. Turn here, here goes Mike off. Here goes the Southern Florida market. He's been to Key this West have, once. Yeah, this may have backfired on us because I was like, Mark, if you pull it back because your daughter's here, now he's just going to go fly over the fucking front of it. Oh boy. Yeah. Don't you talk about Botswana. Don't you talk about Botswana. <laughs> Shout out to Botswana. Botswana. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to Botswana. We got a listener, one listener. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Botswana. We got some we got some new friends in England. We got some ones in in Reading and London and we also have some friends in Australia. I believe it was Perth. Gone so, international. Thanks for listening Sorry to us. Sorry you got lost downloading. Sorry you got lost downloading. <laughs> Sorry you're looking for the hit list. Miss <laughs> it mistyped it. All right, Jackie Robinson. Sorry Kyle, I didn't mean to no, cut you off. Fine. Um talk about me. Too, I mean, really. it, there there's so many <laughs> Oh, so just, many things with just him. Just the stories he would tell you. I mean, probably I nothing imagine. you really want to hear, but interesting nonetheless. But, but very yeah. stories oh, you I'd should hear. hear. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And just, if you know, you could tell him how many careers he helped with, I mean, Griffey, all Bonds, just everybody that we got to be able to see because of what he did. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. he. I think it would be an interesting was story. Was it for what year did he come into the league? 47? Is that, that right? sounds about right. Um, Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, Brooklyn Dodgers. 47. 47. Look at that. How's that for pulling it out of your ass? Yeah. (laughs) Some of the many things. There's all kinds. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Trophies, hamsters, all kinds of good stuff. Oh, uh, oh. (laughs) that poor hamster. (laughs) Why is he wrapped in duct tape? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with him? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, just the the unbelievable. I mean, you, you have to, you literally have to look at it as a standpoint of that. I mean, is there anyone? I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. But right. is, is is there anyone? Let's let's put Mark Martin Luther King Jr. to the side. Is there anyone who has a greater effect on the black community than Jackie Robinson that you can think of? Probably not. I don't think I mean, so. I mean, in, in go ahead, Muhammad Ali. No, that's Muhammad where I was going. Ali. Sure, that would definitely, that would, he would definitely there, be in the conversation. Absolutely. There. But baseball at that time was like it was the American so big. It was so big at the time. You know. Yeah, I mean, it kid. I always forget his name. Who was the one who signed him? Pee Wee Reese. No, no. Uh, Branch Rickey. Branch, Branch Rickey. Rickey. Branch Rickey. Four, Forty-two. Played by Harrison Ford. He was played All right, by here we go. Yeah, I thought that movie. I didn't like it either. <laughs> really? I didn't like it. it the man. It, it could have been. You could tell that that movie was made to be PG. Right. And you it know that real life wasn't PG. It didn't uh, dull deep into the. <laughs> if, they, if, if they had gone. <laughs> 
We're going to turn your mic. You're going to go into timeout, Mark. Penalty box. Uh oh. I didn't say box. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> he said PG. So that wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let me tell you about my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, so the, uh, the, I mean, you're talking about. That movie was made, and it was clearly made to be like a family movie to to share right. the story, which I get that. Right, right. But you know that that what that guy experienced and what he lived was not even close. No. To no, 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 not at not, all, not, not at, at all. all. Didn't they put contemporary music in it too? That, that kind of yeah. threw me. Like if you're gonna make a period piece, make a period piece. Right, I thought the right. guy who played him was great. No, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah, like oh, yeah. he. I mean, he did a good job with it. And the guy was, that played Pee Wee Reese was pretty good. Yeah, and, and the, who the hell was good. Steve the Pirate? Yes. Uh, oh, what is his yeah. name? The, well, he was the Phillies oh, manager. Oh my what a god! Jerk. Yeah, he was. He was great though. At being, it was like I want to strangle that son of a right, bitch. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, what would you ask him? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Tell me a story. Yeah, like what's yeah. the worst thing you something like that? Yeah, you know, what's the worst thing you he, had to encounter? Something he, like that. He, he died he, in seventy two. Is that correct? That sounds about right. Look that up, Mike. I, I'd ask him if he was safe on 72. that steal a home with Yogi Berra. Yeah, because I know that was a big thing. Yogi and him like became friends, and like every time they called each other. Yogi would say you were out, and Jackie would say I was safe. Yeah, yeah. So, it was in the World like Series, that. wasn't it? I believe so. Well, Seventy-two, yeah. you said, of cancer, correct? Joel, okay, Joel, man, you're on, you're man. our resident you're our resident Googler on, here. You're supposed to be Google on top of this shit, Mike. Meister, I brought you in for your finger skills. <laughs> <laughs> was there an audition? Yeah, <laughs> several. <laughs> Good thing I missed out on that. <laughs> Late nights driving back from the ball Heart field. Attack. He died of a heart attack? Uh, His wife, I believe, is still alive. Is that right? That's the way I want to go. She'd be old as shit, wouldn't she? Massive heart attack. Robinson died of a heart attack. 95. There you go. Oh, wait. On 95 Cascade Road. There you go. He's 53. It it was right after he stepped out of his office full nude. And Joel's like, hey. Hey, Nice (laughs) wristwatch. Yeah. Before I was born. (laughs) All right. Good pick. Jackie Robinson is on the list. My number one. I am going to go with the one and only walrus himself, Mr. John Lennon. Okay. What would you ask him, George? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You and millions of others. Yes, me and millions of others, exactly. Could you imagine that conversation? (laughs) John, John, why Yoko? I mean, seriously, why Yoko? Of all the hot ass you could be slaying. You (laughs) you want to know what's funny about that? You're you're right. I used to think that way. But I actually, I watched this. If you ever get a chance to check it out, anybody online can check it out. It it was a a, a three-hour interview that he did. It was, I cannot remember what the studio sessions were. It's called the Something Sessions, where it was an unedited, it's on YouTube, an unedited three-hour interview of him and Yoko weeks before he was murdered. Okay. Mm. And I used to love to hear Yoko sing. That, that was oh, just so see, awesome. Don't, yeah, don't even get me started on that. But she Shit really, no one says. It, uh-huh. was, it was, I could see what he saw in her when I was listening to that because okay. she really is a really intelligent person. Yeah. Like it was, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm too shallow. Yeah, oh, I know. I know you are. <laughs> When he's expecting to know that she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't sing crazy train. Fuck her, get out of here. Yeah. Did you no. have Ozzy Osbourne interpret it? Yeah, yeah. Ozzy interpreted her. No, but I mean, she was. Yeah, it was. It was easier to understand. You could see it. <laughs> but I mean, 
mean, like, like just, just the, the questions that I would ask that guy about just being thrown into this whole, you know, he's this, this God, I mean, essentially a godlike figure, which goes into the whole, you know, the Beatles thing where they caught a bunch of shit because he said that right. back in the, in the, why'd you get rid of Pete Best? Pete Best. Yeah, he, oh, he, yeah. He's the original drummer. Because Ringo was so much hotter. Wait, here's a, here's a really hot take, though. Didn't George Harrison write, like, a lot of great George, songs? George Harrison, oh, yeah. wrote, George Harrison wrote the music for a lot of great songs. Okay. He wrote he wrote a lot of great songs himself. He did. I mean, okay. that, are just, that are just his. I mean, you know. So he was kind of like, was it John Paul Jones that was in Led Zeppelin that did a lot of the arrangements? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John, Paul, John Paul Jones is the forgotten genius of Led Zeppelin. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, so we'll talk about No Quarter right, at some right. point. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, Lennon McCartney were the lyrics guys for the most part. Harrison right. wrote a lot of the musical arrangements right. to it. But I mean, they all wrote, which is, you don't see that shit anymore in music. Like it was. Oh, but you do in Pearl Street. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cover songs that we do. Um, but, uh, yeah. I wrote, I wrote this one. It's called Blackbird. When he, when he messes up one of those songs, it's kind of like you rewrote it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah. I mess those songs up, it's my own interpretation Listen to of Joel's it. drunken butchering. Yeah, it. exactly. No, but I mean, just how those guys wrote together and how they wrote to each other's strengths in... It was you don't you don't have a lot of that anymore. It's like no. the guy comes up with the guitar lick, the guy comes up with the drum lick, the guy writes the lyrics and he writes the vocal harmonies. It doesn't happen the way that they were written before, but all that stuff aside, just his cultural impact and what you know he had even to this day. I mean, hell, they, I just read an article today about how they were, which I don't agree with, like he got, but that. Jim has to go throw yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jim needs a Kyle. Jim needs Jim needs a Kyle break. Um, I'm not far from needing one myself. Um, I put a catheter in. No, yeah. Oh God! But just just the the cultural impact that he had. They're they're talk. There's a petition going around to try to get them to change the national anthem to Imagine. Wow. Oh. Okay, which right, right. I don't know. We're not gonna get into all that shit. Yes. What the right. actual I got you. I got you. But just just the fact just the the fact that a guy who's been dead since nineteen eighty, that is still a relevant song. Right. right. Okay, and we in like I said, we I, I'm so glad we went to Central Park and spent a whole eight oh, minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes with Brett <laughs> at the Imagine thing went by the Dakota building. No, I mean in just how he, you know, just to be one to be a beetle in the, beetle. the fucking the insanity. Oh, yeah. Most the stories there that went can... along with that and the stories that went along with that. But just and you could split those two guys, you know, everybody has always compared McCartney to Lennon. And McCartney to me seemed like more of a guy like me, where it would just be like, Oh, he kind of took it in stride and it was like, Hey, and this is fun. And McCartney was a bass player. That's true. Like That's true. Myself. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like only he had Lennon was kind of the artist, and McCartney was kind of the commercial guy. You're and right. I, I don't mean right. that. I right, 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 right. McCartney wrote ones that were more targeted yeah, at just, being. He was well, just market friendly, and yeah, just not yeah. that Lennon That's why wasn't. He wrote good, good catch. That's why they when they went separate, you know, he had like silly love song, and he had Imagine, like, right, two, right, just right, different right. ends of the spectrum. Right. Yes, That's why they worked exactly. well together. Yeah. And on the run. I mean, yeah. The best McCartney. Live and Let Die. You think that's it? From the it? James Bond movie, 1973. Yeah. That is a good song. Only yeah. to be remade by Guns N' Roses. Fuck Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and they're got every... I mean, I like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Guns N' Roses. If I was like... If I became king of the world... As Chinese democracy come out... Yeah. <laughs> 
there would be a ban on Guns N' Roses cover songs. All they do is destroy songs and covers. That freaking knocking on heaven's door, terrible. Uh, oh my god, live and let die, awful, awful. That, hate it. that or Garage Inc. Yeah, there you go. I like Which Garage one's Inc. worse? I like Garage Inc. Okay, oh, I like Garage, Garage Inc. Inc. All right, all right. Oh, Metallica's never one, made anything that sucks. Turn the page. I mean, I like Seeger. One of their best is Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah, what a good Irish drinking song. Anyway, yeah. speaking of drinking, true. what drink would you choose with John? Yeah, Lennon? good John question. Lennon Look at Kyle a, coming yeah, in from the go. rear. There you go. It'd be yeah. a white Russian, wouldn't no, it? <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a white Russian. John, <laughs> I can't drink those anymore. Um, <laughs> I got a good white Russian story, but I'll tell you that later. Oh yeah, you racist. No, he had a no, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I just can't handle that many of them. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Man, you've been drinking all day, haven't you? We haven't. I texted you this morning because Jen and I have been drinking a lot. Yeah, that's what he told me. I'm like, if you don't show up ready to fucking do this tonight, I'm going to kick your ass. Careful what you ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen's back. Did you wash no, your hands, he had honey? A, he of had a, 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 a particular Joel drink. Shuts up the whole time. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. a particular drink. Well, that's funny because I can get a fucking word in with your goddamn babbling ass over there. <laughs> Pull that up. Put up Lennon, John Lennon's drink of choice. Oh dear! It was a um, it was a it was a particular. It was an old school drink. It was like a bourbon drink. Brandy Alexander. There oh, it is. Wow, okay. Oh, I what thought that it? was a what stripper. Does that say? Yeah, I know. That sounds like a stripper. <laughs> it does. It? Yeah. yeah, but it was with a Y instead of an I. What so. is, what <laughs> just go back to go back to that last page, Mike. That's way, there's way too much text there to read. The only other trivia I know about Brandy Alexander is that John Lennon's favorite cocktail was introduced to the drink by his friend Harry Nielsen. I'm trying to figure out what's in it, Joel. I oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, who introduced yeah. it to him. Oh, okay. Got you. John Lennon cocktail. There you go. <laughs> He's a cock. Ooh, <laughs> <a tail. laughs> One ounce of brandy, rum, gin, whiskey, vodka, or tequila. Ooh, One ounce of dark oh, well, cream. Hey. How do you say that? C A C A O. Cream de cocoa. It's not cocoa, dumbass. <laughs> Cacao. 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 It's chocolate. One ounce of cream. Shake with. Strain into chilled cocktail glass. Optional garnish oh, of yeah. nutmeg on top. Nutmeg. That's yeah. a like I'd have a brandy Alexander with John Lennon. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I was gonna do a champagne. Yeah, I got. I, 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 I drink? Just oh, come Dustin, on. our producer, attacked my jacket. Oh. He's saying, "Oh, you fucking communist! I'm John Lennon's a commie." Doesn't know what the fuck he's talking you about. Have a Paps Blue Ribbon with him. I, I drink anything the guy wanted to drink. Right? Yeah, he was fantastic. I, I would argue that Imagine's the greatest song ever written. Wow. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Lyrically. Sick. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> I do you love that. Clearly, you haven't heard Livewire by Motley <laughs> <laughs> You've heard Tuesday's Gone, yeah. right? Simple Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Simple Man written for the Simple Man. Exactly. Simple Mind. Simple, simple Mind. mind. <laughs> All right, Mark. If you Mama put your fucking jabber on, you're giggling. When I What's was your young. number two? Well, oh, let me tell you about how underrated a number two is. <laughs> hey, I, I can tell you, man. <laughs> when you got a poo, <laughs> sometimes when you're all clenched up and you're driving home, you're touching cotton. Is that what you say? <laughs> yes. When you got one touching cotton, you get inside and you release. It's better than an orgasm. <laughs> It's like I think I gotta go to the bathroom again. <laughs> Throw up. No, yeah. Thinking about how many how he might be 
closeted. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. You know, he's liking it coming out of the pooper just a little I've, much. I've, I've, made, I've maintained that everybody's a little bit gay. Okay, it's I mean, okay. Mark's it's a lot. So <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong Not with that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I, I just wish he would just step up to the plate and admit it. Just own it. Come on out, man. I don't man. like the deception, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, you like a hairy cuddle. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Come here, Joel. Yeah. Good thing we're sitting together. Not, not during work. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Stop, All right. Stop touching me. Most googled IP. word. You're bear. number two. It's true. <laughs> My number two. Yes. <laughs> Glenn Fry. Oh, oh bears. Of course. Shocking. Mark the cop here. This fry at five. Welcome you tell back to the fry hour. With Mark yeah. the cop. Fry hour. Have you been to Winslow, Arizona? That song was actually written by Jackson Brown. <laughs> Spinning all the fry daddies <laughs> all night long. Hey, my fry people, how you doing out there? Mark have the you, cop. And if you've, gone on, if you've gone on multiple road trips with him, you drive through Arizona, that's all he has. Oh, have you been on the corner of Winter, Arizona? <laughs> Hope you're all oh, taking it easy out there. Such a fine to see. I'll Check me out in my monarchs oh and my, my dad gosh. jokes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he left the Hotel California and went to Arizona and then rode Joel, you can check in anytime you like. But you can never leave. You can never leave. What is it? No, in, in all honesty, Mark, what what is it that you love so much about Glenn Fry? Tell us about him. Well, the, the guy's had a storied life. I mean, he, he was born in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Um, a lot of people may not know. he His first band he was in, he played with Bob Seger. Bob Seger? And in Detroit? I did yes, not know he that. did. Absolutely. Um, and when I was up there to see the Eagles, um, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Carol, shout out to Miss Carol B. Not Carol Baskins, Michael. <laughs> hey, hey dad. Kittens and cats. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, Jen. Tell us about Carol's offer. On her website. Oh. Just, just go ahead and fill that oh, in. That's funny. No. Oh, yeah, that's funny as shit. Carol Baskin or your No, daughter? no, no. Oh, no, no. She was offered uh, quite a large sum of money for her website, thecarolb.com. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you should check her out if you have any weddings coming up or yeah. special events. She's a fantastic hairstylist. Yes. She is. She does yeah. more than just that, right? Well, she does makeup. Makeup. All yeah, that. yeah. She's the strictly bridal now. Yeah. yeah. She's really good at it. Thecarolb.com. Thecarolb.com. Check it out. So she Check gets this out. random email with a large cash offer. Oh yeah, because of the whole Carol Baskin thing. No shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were like, "What the actual fuck? She's borrowing money from me, and she had this." <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? She does not. She's very well for herself. You ain't got no goddamn money to give anybody. You tell her no. I've been blood dry, I tell you. That's my baloney money. Yeah. My Vaseline Glenn. money. Back to Glenn. That's my baloney money. No, but like you were saying, Glenn Fry played with Bob Seger. Well, but to think about the information that Bob Seger told Glenn Fry, he was talking about writing songs, and Seger told him, you need to write more songs. And Glenn's like, well, you know, they suck. And he says, that's right. So for every X amount of bad songs you write, you're going to have one good good one. one. You got to keep writing songs and you got to keep doing it. So he was at 17 singing backup vocals and playing guitar. 
mm-hmm. from Bob Seger in Detroit. And the reason why he had to stop doing that because his mother caught him smoking weed. <laughs> Jokes Seeger. on her. Yeah. Decades yeah. later, yeah, it's now right. legal. Wow. <laughs> parents, uptight parents. Yeah. But uh, so he leaves there, um, goes to California, uh, meets up with a guy by the name of. Don Henley. Don Henley. And um, as as it works out, there's the another guy that that uh, was renting the basement space of their uh, apartment, a guy by the name of Jackson Brown. Hey, so shit. all these guys played uh, in different bands, but they played in, in, in a bar there. We've been there, the Troubadour. Yep. When we were out there, when Jen lived on uh, out there off Sunset. And monumental location venue. Yeah, so, so they World all went famous. and kind of hung out. And... The thing about the guy was just in the right place at the right time. He's an extremely talented guy. Had the drive, you know, knew that it wasn't going to happen in Detroit. So he jumped in his car, drove out. Uh, one of my favorite songs he wrote is um, um, Old 55, which is oh, wrote after song. his car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, freeways, cars, and trucks. I just think that's a great lyric and a great line he put in there. Um, but, you know, him and Henley and, and all them, their, their fathers were from the automotive industry. They're into cars. They're into music. You know, that's just where his genre really they appealed to the working man. Oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah, they yeah. did. Absolutely, yep. they did. And then, you know, of course, the song "Take It Easy" Jackson Brown wrote. He helped complete it. And you know, coming out of the Vietnam era, that song was really big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the things that he did in his life, and even in his solo career, he did great things. He was an actor. You know, they were all talking about, hey, let's do that, you know, Eagles reunion. He's like, no, I'm still having fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm doing movies, I'm doing television, I'm, I'm writing my own stuff. And if you haven't seen the Showtime documentary on, you know, book out three hours of some rainy Sunday afternoon, it's really worth it. it, it and you learn so much about it. But his songs were just simple and good music. I think, I think one of the things about him that I respected the most was that I, I think I actually I think I heard Sammy Hagar say this talking about Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead right. that if you don't have an ego, you can be the greatest rhythm guitarist of all time. <laughs> That's right. and, and and I mean he was saying right. that, he was saying that as a compliment. Glenn Fry never he was he's never looked at as like the Flash of the Eagles. No, it was yeah, Don Enley, but he was so important to the Eagles in the songwriting and just being that pocket foundation that right, the Eagles exactly. were built on that made them so good. And then and then you bring in, you know, you know, obviously it was years later, but you bring in um Jesus Christ Rocky Mountain Way. Joe Walsh. Joe, Joe Walsh, Walsh Jesus the Christ, man. You well, bring, but, but when and they had changes uh, the whole dynamic of the band. Well right, but they had Bernie in the van, but, right? but he knew that, you know, Bernie wanted to play more country. Yeah. And, you know, Walsh was a Amazing guitar, still oh, yeah. is today. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we can see them live, you know, and, and that's one thing, a regret of mine. I didn't get to see them playing. They played local. They played yeah, right, in Cincinnati right, right. and Detroit, and, and we just didn't go. You know, so we talked about earlier in episodes about seeing these legend bands when you right, can. Right, But the cool thing about it, what I didn't realize, it was just another person I was a big fan of earlier in my Days was Linda Ronstadt. I didn't realize that him and Henley were backup backup singers. Well, for yeah, we're, yeah, we're backup singers. That's kind of how the Eagles started. Yes, yeah. yeah, and they yep. said, "Man, we really enjoy playing together. Do you mind if we branch out on our own?" They're like, "No, no, go ahead." Yep. And that's when yep. they hooked up with Bernie and and uh, Randy Meisner. Yep. And they stole Randy Meisner from Poco, which was funny that they ended up stealing Timothy B. Schmidt from the same band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you drink with him? That's a good question. Probably whatever he was drinking. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you drinking, Glenn? If um, he asked you what you were drinking, what would you tell him you were drinking? Well, my my staple drink. In old you go to the old fashioned. Yeah, have the old fashioned. Fashion, it's just yeah. classic. Like like Jen says, something like a tequila sunrise. Oh! Oh! Didn't even see that one coming, did you? Wow. It's like, that, it's like that chlamydia I had yeah. last month. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. <laughs> I'm a dick bird, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, like I said, he's God. one of the greatest. I mean, he was. He seemed pretty egoless when it came to his role in the Eagles. And well, he, that, band, he, that band isn't that band without him. Right, right. It you isn't. Know? I mean, but you know, he recognized that you know Henley's the talent. And, and later in the years, he wasn't singing as much. He was more mm-hmm. or less on the business end of it. Right. And, and like with everything that's good, you know, you have to have that business sense. Yeah. Most successful bands are. It's not about the talent in the band. It's who's smart and who does the business right. right. Gene Simmons with Kiss. Right. Actually, Mick Jagger. With the Stones. Mick Jagger was genius. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You yeah. have to have the guy. That's I think that's why there's so much turmoil in bands is because you have to have the guy who's the artist because most artists are not good businessmen. Correct. You have the artist. You have the businessman. Their personalities tend to butt heads. You got Mick. You got Keith. You got Paige. You got Plant. Right. You know, it, it's just that's that's how it has to work for it to be successful. Sure. But with that comes the turmoil of trying to get along. Which oh yeah, absolutely. Fight that forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in the first half of the documentary, you see this is where it all came to a head. And they're like, "Fuck it, we're done." Yep. Yeah. I didn't realize how the long run album was so traumatic for all of them. They're like, "Let's just get this done and get it over with." Yeah. But it was actually one of their better some some of their better yeah. work. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> but, all yeah. right. Glenn Fry is on the list. Mikey, you're number two. A true American hero. Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna switch my pick. Yes, <laughs> Kim and Karen from St. Louis. No. <laughs> oh my god. god! No, and an actual hero. Okay, Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. Uh, that would be a yes. fan fucking tastic one. That would be. So obviously, everybody knows Pat Tillman. Not everybody. Not everybody. Let's explain. Come on. Let's explain Pat Tillman. Oh, well, let's allow me. Let's to. explain Pat Tillman to Pat everybody. Pat Tillman was an NFL player who mm-hmm. uh, walked away from from a lucrative NFL career to. To enlist in the U.S. Army and and go fight during well, post nine eleven, correct? Yeah, we'll just say post nine eleven. So and we're talking. This guy was a starter yep. on the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, and had a lucrative deal sitting in front of him for multiple, multiple millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and stepped away from it because what was the what was the press conference that he said? We can talk about you know life and accomplishments, but I haven't done a goddamn thing, right? Yeah, I so, play a game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's um, what's what's really interesting about Pat Tillman is he is propped up as an American hero, and he absolutely is. But I don't think he really did it for the notoriety. I don't. I don't think he so did. Either. I don't either. And he did. It, it, it was a personal. Yeah, he was crusade. He, he choice of that. conscience. It, he yep, thought it that. came out after his death. He was against the Iraq War. Yep. Yep. Um, he was an atheist, which is you know somewhat controversial. You know, yeah. maybe not so much now as it was during his death. But right. his brother came out and pretty much said, "Hey, you know, John McCain got up to eulogize him and, and pretty much you know made some religious overtures and uh, talked about all that." And then his brother got up after that and said, "Hey, you know, that's all great and nice, but Pat would be mad at me if I didn't say this." Right? But right. He's dead, and uh, you know he's he's not with God because he's with. He's dead right now. So. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I, I find that interesting that, uh, you know, even 
and I think he probably joined up, you know, to in response to 9-11, obviously, and, and that was prior to the war in Iraq, and we won't get into all that. Right. But, he um, was a ranger, correct? He was with, later on, with, yes. With his brother, yes. correct? They yeah, they, was, the they went to boot camp together and, yeah, and served together. Yeah. Yeah. He was killed in Iraq or Afghanistan? Uh, he went back to oh wasn't it now wasn't I, it friendly fire there, there was talk that it was i'm it, not sure if that was ever it, no, it, confirmed it, it's i don't know that it's ever absolutely confirmed but uh it, it that, was friendly fire yeah, i mean all, that's the belief yeah um death here i thought it was back in afghanistan but now i'm i'm uh drawing a blank yeah it was afghanistan, afghanistan. Yeah. joel's drawing a blank yeah yeah <laughs> no i mean you could definitely i i remember watching that press conference when it was happening and being like like that that's it's beyond what this is beyond ego it's beyond publicity yeah 3.6 million over yeah. three years was the contract he walked yeah. away from and you turn that down yeah um, so and, he, he played throughout throughout uh the rest of the 2001 season, so 15 mm-hmm. games after 9/11, and then after that, um, walked away. Yep. What year did he? What year was he killed? Oh two. No. No. Oh four. No, oh four. Yeah. And and like you guys said, he was good. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean was, it wasn't. Like you yeah. said, he was a starter. There's, yeah. There's he so many the, people that that try to you know, and I'm not. I'm not. By any means, trying to attack people or anything like that, but what? they try to. <laughs> Unless it's me, yeah, just to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they try to cash in on certain things where it's like, you know, well, you know, you weren't you weren't really sacrificing that much to do that. And not that I'm knocking anyone who joins the service or anything like that, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about somebody who had so much to lose by doing that, like it was, this guy was not a phony with it at all. You know, it was he was. He had everything. It was millions of dollars. His entire way of life, the notoriety, the fame of it, mm-hmm. everything, and he walked away from it. And Absolutely. it was like for something inside of him that was just like I can't. And in a way, it's almost a poetic end. Oh, I know, I know. Was, was it was killed. almost like it was. Yeah, it was almost like it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, which certain like people a Shakespeare almost. would say that it probably was meant to be. Well, being an atheist or not, God always has a plan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what Good would you drink though. with him? I like mm-hmm. that. Good pick, though. Yeah, no. Um, um, so you know, what would we want? What would I want to talk to him about? Because obviously, you know, great noble guy, but I wouldn't be there just to pat him on the back the whole time. Right. But you know, the differences between boot camp and NFL training camp—that would be the stuff that I would be really interested oh, yeah. in. Um, just really fascinated by military stuff in general. So just you know, you know, he saw some things being in Iraq and Afghanistan, and and um, you know what what things were like. Yeah. Especially as a ranger. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely. That first. definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They definitely. see some shit. Oh. Yeah. I mean, everybody in that war, but yeah, rangers especially. Yeah. What drink would you have with him? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. He like, seemed like he was a PBR guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's definitely, is he a beer guy or is he like a health health yeah, guy that would want like know. a vodka yeah. soda? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Soda. Yeah. I think he's probably a beer guy. Yeah, he, he probably he would drink like a pina colada. Nah, no way. <laughs> I don't think he so. was a, he went to a pina colada. Please. He pour your pina colada. He went to Arizona State, so you know he parties. Right, oh, that's right, true. right. That's true. Joel's like, do you like getting caught in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> Rupert Holmes. <laughs> well, we already had uh, one Holmes I on the change list. Do you like penis inside you? Oh um, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whoa. Anyway. Pat Tillman's on the list. <laughs> Kyle, you're number two. You guys done over there? No. 
Yeah. I'll go back with the comedians and do Robin Williams. Oh, Robin Williams. oh God. I would love that. That guy would give me anxiety, man. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I don't know, man. That would, I would that just, would be fun. Yeah. Oh, it'd be a My blast. stomach would be hurting because of the laughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I picked him. You know, I love laughing. So he would just have me rolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh so. my God. What's your favorite thing that he was ever in? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you got to pick one movie. One movie that yeah. he was in to watch. I do like Jumanji. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> kick you off this podcast. <laughs> we generally kick him in the nuts. Did you ever watch the movie before he, you know, uh, yeah. it was called like Boulevard or something? I did see that. Was it yes. any good? It was good. Everything looked, that guy that ever did was good. Mind. It looked really good. Except Jumanji. I saw it. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was everything yeah. that he did. See, I like Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, see, you're, you're younger than us, That's though. true, yeah. 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 I would never yeah. play Jumanji after watching <laughs> the movie. No. I've, I've, Somebody's <laughs> playing it in 2020. I want him to stop. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've always maintained like that, good point. Good that point. The, the best actors in the world are comedians. Oh, yeah, because their whole life is... You know. I mean, in in their hiding, you could clearly, you could cl- no, you could clearly tell that that guy had a dark side to him. No, oh, yeah. And by that's the way, why he was so brilliant. By the way, Goodwill, Goodwill, honey. Good honey. I mean, you, pick. you, oh. just what he, what yes. he played in that. Yeah. I mean, flubber. flubber. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than Shumanji. <laughs> Too bad you're not single. <laughs> You like flubber too? <laughs> <laughs> Joel's like Joel's like. Let me take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo, look at it go! <laughs> I'll show you flubber. Yeah. Please, oh, where yeah. I shave yeah. my belly button. <laughs> no, yeah. Please leave your shirt off. <laughs> no, but just like Patch Adams and oh, yeah. in Goodwill Hunting, obviously, Good and just come on, man. Good, good morning, morning Vietnam. Oh, that'd be a, a good movie. pick too. Great movie. Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society was fantastic. Fantastic, great, great movie. movie. Even the ones that he started making that, that were darker later, you know, Insomnia and One Hour Photo. What's yeah? What's your Dowfire uh, was fantastic. Oh, too. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> what makes Joel want to dress up like it an old woman? Like <laughs> I like to dress up like young women, Mark. Right. Attract old creeps like you on Grinder. <laughs> Oh, don't tell anyone I'm supposed. To, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. I've never done this before. <laughs> Swear to God, I re- this could really damage my reputation if it gets out. <laughs> Nothing can damage my reputation. Yeah, yeah. No, what were you going to say, Mike? Though about I was talking about insomnia, one hour photo. Like, what's my take on what now? Yeah, I mean, are you are you into those? Do you think they're they're good? I, honestly, I think that they're better. I I, I literally think they're better movies. <laughs> Well, Goodwill Hunting, they were good, I thought. I thought I felt they were good movies. Yeah. Using him as an example wouldn't necessarily be the best because he was so funny, but if you take somebody like Adam Sandler, I think Steve Carell's making this move. Now. Yeah, I, right. I think I think yeah. Adam Sandler's best movies are dark movies where he plays a real character. Have you ever seen Rain Over Me? That's a great movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, right. It was the best thing he's ever done on screen so and Adam Sandler is funny. I've heard um, Uncut Gems is Uncut great. Uncut Gems was great it. too. His character was a little less likable in it, but he, but he was fantastic he in was it. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, they're just they're just they have that dark side, which is what a lot of people say drives them into comedy because it's you know they're, they're oh, yeah. they have that darkness, but yeah. it's like that's their compensation for the life that they're living. They're they're going to be as funny as they can. Mm-hmm. But just Williams is. Jesus, did you ever see that Inside the Actor's Studio of him? Oh, yeah. If anybody looks that up, Google it, Inside the Actor's Studio. It put Robin Williams' scarf. 
into YouTube and look this up. It'll pop up. Where he literally takes a, he takes, they were asking about what makes him so, like, how do you do these characters that you do? And he just literally finds, there's a girl sitting in the front row of this interview that he's doing in front of a whole auditorium that's wearing a scarf. And he, he's like, can I borrow that from you real quick? And he proceeds to do like 15 characters in a row just using the scarf as a prop. Really? That's so he cool. wraps it around his head and he's like, welcome to Iran, help me! And then he's like, <laughs> and he, he like turns it like he's a, he's well, but, a, a Japanese chef. Right. And just all this, this like brilliance, like to the point where you could tell people didn't even want to interview him right. because they couldn't control the interview. It was very similar to what we were talking about with Carson and Dangerfield. Right, right. You could right, tell exactly. Johnny was like, I'm just going to yeah, sit Johnny here and just let him go because yeah. I ain't going to control <laughs> this interview. <laughs> right. Like, that's just the presence that he was. Like, right. yeah, I mean, he was he was brilliant. He's one of the best actors of all time. Comedians, oh, yeah. actors, everything. I oh, mean, yeah. the HBO doc was great. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. What? Not Bicentennial Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there are two great Robin Williams movies that are not being mentioned yeah, here. Bicentennial, right. Bicentennial Man and Hook. Hook. Right, Hook right. Was great. Yeah. Hook was I'll give great. you Hook. Hook was great. Don't flubber out. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also had a great stand-up special, too, Weapons of Self-Destruction. Well, oh, yeah. yes. The him on Broadway was pretty good, too. Yes. Robin Williams on Broadway. yeah. yeah. But he was a spaz too, man. That's not even talking about like Mork and Mindy. There was a lot of coke done on that. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, I don't think we'd have beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right. Robin Williams, fantastic. So, what would you drink? What would you drink with him? I don't know. PBR. Whatever he wanted. (laughs) Yeah, whatever he wanted. Liquid cocaine. Yeah. 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 Can we have a water there, Rob? (laughs) Original recipe: Coca Cola, decaf coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Let's calm down. Robin Williams is on the list. My number two. I am going to go to the little bit more somber one. I'm going to go with Dick Winters. Oh yeah. The Richard Winters, the uh, the commander of Easy Company. The nice. D-Day attacks. Yes. More than um, that, Joel. What's that? More than that. oh, way more oh, than that. Goodness, you can yeah. you can you can talk about that a little bit more too, yeah. Mike. He was in he was he was in Easy Company, parachuted mm-hmm. in at, at the invasion of Normandy. Yeah. He was in the Netherlands at Market Garden. Market Garden. He was yes. at the Battle of the Bulge. Yep. The Correct. stories there would just be fantastic. just oh, the stories. Goodness. Took the Eagle's Nest. Yeah. Took the Eagle's Nest. Drank Hitler's wine from his fucking wine Purchase cellar garden. after yes. it was over. Rather bad. I got to be honest. The first time I saw Band of Brothers, which is great, we've we've alluded to before. One of the best things ever put on I television. Didn't, I didn't no, think it, it was totally true. I had to go back because I wasn't familiar with Stephen Ambrose and all that at all that point. It was. Yeah, because <laughs> Every it, it's like made, word and, and it was. All, yeah. It still baffles me. It's like this one company. They were there for all of this. All like of it's all crazy. Of it. yep. You think like okay, they were that you know they were there a D Day and then that was kind of yep. it. But no, it was like every big thing. Once the the true war in, in the West, <laughs> poor began. bastards. Oh yeah. Oh no shit. It's I like, mean, oh god, where we gotta go next? Right. You just have, have you ever pull up? You can go. There was a, there was a bonus feature from from Band of Brothers that literally was just the. It's called the Men of Easy Company, and they interview the actual guys. And if you watch Band of Brothers, they have a an interview process along mm-hmm. with it where they're before each episode where they tell the fictional acted out story. They interview and talk about each one of these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the stories about winners and how he was almost he was almost like a he was almost like a mythical person when they talk about him and we're talking about like how he he didn't want to be in charge 
which mm-hmm. we, talk, we talked about that. Yeah, when we, we talk, did talk about we that. We were talking the leadership about aspect. The best leaders do not the be- want to the be The best leaders right? in the world do not want to be leaders. They're forced into being leaders. Right. <laughs> about how he was so humble. He wasn't, yeah. there was nothing about this guy that was arrogant at all. Also, he, was like, he was a Quaker. Another good leadership. Yeah, is, absolutely. Another, right. another absolutely. good leadership trait is being humble. He was, always, he, was always, he was always the first one to go, the last one to come in, to the point where they're talking right. about it on those interviews about how, I don't know how he survived. Because he was the first one that went. He was the mm-hmm. first one. He led, because he cared more about the guys that he was with than right. the actual job you that he was going on. Mm-hmm. people. <clears throat> and he was com- like I said. I've said you know I just said before he was completely humble. But this just to to a guy and a guy who continued like as it happened was being promoted and didn't even one know why right and didn't even want it right. <laughs> they were like, well, you're in charge. There you go, dude. Everybody's following you. He said you know they 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 do that. They they cover that in Band of Brothers where um uh who played him David Schwimmer. Played the commander that yeah. the guys were like, he's going to oh, lead us right into death. Right, and that's a true story where Winters is talking about how he told his guys, "Do not go in Sobel. there and tell these right. guys." Sobel, yes, do not go to this commander and say this. You will not, you know, this will not be good. I'm not doing this. He knew that Sobel couldn't do it. It was going to be bad, but he was so humble that he's going, "No, don't do it." They went in anyway. And said, Sobel is going to get us killed. We want to follow Dick Winters. And every single time something happened through this whole thing, he was getting promoted up. By the time he was done, he was a, what was he? A, he was a colonel? By the, t- by the was time, he a full bird? By the time that, uh, no, by the time that the Battle of the Bulge was happening, he'd been right. promoted like three times. Yeah, he ended as a major. As okay. a major. major. So then he goes out, and then he gets called back inactive to Korea. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Are you? This is a lot of story that people don't know." And he goes, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm, you know, I gotta go do this shit again." Yeah, I gotta go do this shit again. So then they say, "He goes, is there any way I can get out of this? I'm running a fucking family business. Like he was, you know, he was selling right. chocolate byproduct in like Pennsylvania to farmers because it was like involved with the Hershey Company. He's like, I'm running this family business." Can, does, you absolutely have to have me to do this. And they're like, well, you know, you can't. So they sent him to some kind of tr- you know, officer training school in New Jersey. Right. And he's sitting here going, this is fucking fuck these guys. They're never going to do it. Fuck this. He goes, I just. And then he goes to fucking ranger school, talks him into letting him go to ranger <laughs> school and fucking becomes a ranger instead. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, well, fine. Yeah, you want to be a ranger. And then right before he was deployed to Korea, they were like, we don't need you. There's this clause or whatever in your, you know, you're released right. from it. So he didn't actually have to go to Korea. Another great line I like in Band of Brothers, Mark, and, and I'm sure you mm-hmm. will remember this when I say it, but uh, they're playing cards before the launch of D-Day. And remember, right. he pulls another officer aside and he says, don't ever put yourself in position to take from these men. Right. Because the officer was playing cards with the, the enlisted men. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and winning, I think, or, or right. at least was in a position to win. Yeah. And he pretty much said, you know, no. He just knew. Don't take. I was yeah. I was watching interviews with him. Yeah, he, I, I was watching interviews with him. He just knew how to interact with people, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing that is lost in people that are leaders. Well, right, right. You know, Most leaders you have to nowadays. be humanely interact Correct. with people. Correct. You and have to have. It's a, a good, lost art. 
you have to have a good soul and good character. And, and there, there's a lot of managers today, and there's very damn few leaders. Yeah, you it's know, true. Um, kind of a shout out. I, I stopped up and saw the. We, we were up north. Uh, we were at a uh, shooting event with uh, Adam and Jen, and uh, I went and saw my old boss's grave. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. The guy is a great leader. You know, it just saddens me that the guy was gone. But but you know, that guy in in like with with uh, you know with a lot of good leaders. What did they do for you? And and, and humbly, right? Uh, and there there's nothing in it for them. Th- their main goal is to develop the people under them. Yeah, and you just don't see a lot. Of that oh today. yeah. I mean, there's a quote in there. I believe I believe it's in his Wikipedia page, Mike. That if, if you go down into that, that just sums this guy up. It would be probably at the bottom. Um, if you go down, I believe it's at the bottom of. Okay, hang on here. Um, maybe at the. There we go. All right, the bottom of the later life. Okay, highlight that. Oh yeah, there we go. I remember this now. Read that, Kyle. Hang on, no, go, go to, <laughs> you can't read. Go to, read that, the whole, not, it doesn't the whole not, thing. Can you, can you not see it? Can you <laughs> not right, see read it? His entire... The whole two lines, not just what's highlighted. It's not a Dr. Oh, Seuss book, so oh, that's what we're thinking a little bit. I'll read it, here we go. It says, despite the many accolades he had received, the winners remain humble about his service. During the interview segment of the miniseries Band of Brothers, Winters quoted a passage from a letter he received from Sergeant Mike Ranney. I cherish the memories of a question my grandson asked me the other day when he said, Grandpa, were you a hero in the war? Grandpa said, no, but I served in a company of heroes. Boom. That's, they don't, that's strong yeah. stuff. Mic drop. Yeah. yeah. They don't make men like that anymore. No, they right. don't. Right. You know. We drinking so, with him, Joel. He didn't drink. Ooh. So I'm drinking water with him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, cup of coffee. Oh, because he was a Quaker, right? He was a Quaker. And oh, okay. I, from, from, from the story that I read was that he was, uh, his grandfather was a really bad alcoholic. Wow. Mm. And that had a lasting impact on him to the point where he never drank again. He just didn't want to or be Or he that. never drank ever. He said he's never drank it. Right. Lived to that, be mm. 90, was he, how old was to 1918 to 2011. 93? Wow. Yep. Ninety three. Yeah. There's the there's the statue of him. I can't wait to go there. We're gonna go there next year to Normandy and the whole area in northern oh, France. Wow. That is that is modeled after Dick Winters, the statue of him on Utah Beach. That'll what be a good dude. profile picture. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Dick Winters is on my list. Salute. Mark, your third and final. You know, my third and final, it's it's kind of been a, a, a work in progress. You know, we started out with, you know, one of my favorite porn stars and <laughs> went back to uh he was one of your favorites oh leg cramp oh, oh, no! No! <laughs> i'm not touching okay. your groin joel okay <laughs> i don't care how much you're faking like i'm not touching you there <laughs> i actually gotta pee really bad so all right kyle break for joel yes uh so yeah so my then i updated this morning you all will. Yeah, I don't yes, even remember yes. it. This I don't Jackie either. Gleason, everybody's like, who in oh, the world yes, is Jackie yes, Gleason? Jackie. And the reason why I was going to pick Jackie Gleason because, you know, one of his famous movies at the end of his career was Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Right. So being the wacko that I am, um, I'm going to build a Brief Your Tea Justice movie. Oh, here. wow. Yeah. So that's kind of the reason why I was going to pick Jackie Gleason. But then we got in some conversation and it comes back to I want to get a guy that has a reference to Dayton, Ohio, because you guys know 
I always liked it. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, I like to local. reference Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. And one of the Our great fans in Botswana love that. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, Shout yes. out to Botswana. But uh, uh, a link to Dayton, Ohio is, is the great comedian George Carlin. Ah, uh, yes. What's the connection there? Yes. I don't know this. His 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 child was born here, so he always came that. back to Dayton, Ohio, and played, uh, or not played, but would do yes, a yes. show here locally because we have that connection to Dayton, Ohio. And fun fact, uh, earlier in my life, I used to play in another band, and uh, the guy that played lead guitar, he was driving through Dayton, he saw this car broke down along 75 North by UD Arena. And it was this long-haired guy and a woman, so he's like, eh, they kind of look perplexed, so I'm going to go down and help these people change their tire because they have a flat tire. So he gets out, and he's like, hey, you guys need some help? Because I like, oh, well, if you don't mind. So he gets out, and he helps them change their tire. You know, back in those days, um, you know, there was a lot of people lived in Dayton, Ohio. Right. We were 110,000 more people than what we are today. So the traffic in on South 75 there to 35 split was really heavy. So they were very appreciative that my friend helped them change the tire. So when he, when he goes to leave, he's like, hey, my name is so-and-so. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, my name's George. And your name? And it was his first wife. If you're doing Wikipedia there, and the guy says, "Yeah, I'm," and he's like, "We well, look familiar to me." He says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm George Carlin." Wow! And he's like, uh, "Excuse me, <laughs> bullshit! Yeah. Bullshit!" I know so, what he looks like. Yeah, so he was playing. I think he was playing. Um, where'd you Victoria work? Victoria Theater. Victoria Theater. Oh, yep. Yeah, it's a cool venue. Yeah, it's a good it venue. Is. So he, he he would do his act of Victoria <laughs> Theater. So he gave him t- shot him tickets off. But every, after that, every time he would come to town, he would shoot them a a phone call, or his people would say, "Hey, you got tickets." come because George really appreciated you helping him out. But wow. great comedian. I mean, oh, he, 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 just situational comedy. Talks about goofy shit, which yeah. is, you know, you know, I, I can personally say it's kind of like what we do here on the itlistpodcast.com. Uh, is some, some, uh, <laughs> yes, it's right up there neck and neck with George Carlin. <laughs> I yeah. think their level of comedy is pretty damn good. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's reflection of life stories. You know, I think everyone that sits at this table can, can relate to, to the comedy that George Carlin does, absolutely. You know that special he did. It's all bullshit. Yes. It's all bad for you. Oh yes. my god. Yeah. What's the, everything what's the, what, that guy did, man? Seven dirty words. And we looked that up. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. That's all you have to do. That's oh, yeah. all you have to look up with Carlin is seven oh, dirty words. God. Oh yeah. It's just hilarious. And yeah. I remember listening to Carlin albums as a young man and just laughing my ass oh, off. Oh yeah. Belly laughs. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I get paid to talk about goofy shit. I mean, <laughs> it's always philosophical. Oh, yeah. Always talking about goofy. Stuff. You know, again, that. it's the setup delivery. I love, I love I love when he did the uh the, the condensation is that the word? Not con- condensing of the Ten Commandments. Right. Oh uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he was like, this is the same thing, you know, like let's just change it to that shall always be honest and faithful, and that shall try really hard not to kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was like these promote the same thing, dishonesty. And it's like throw this one out, like thou shalt not covet the neighbor's goods. He's like, This is fucking stupid. He's like, Your neighbor wants to get a vibrator that plays Oh come all ye faithful, you want to get one too. <laughs> throw that one. Out. Like yeah, it was that that was brilliant. One of his bits was uh, replace the word "kill" with "fuck." Yeah, hey, yeah. sheriff, we're gonna fuck you now. And yeah. We're gonna fuck you slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Changes everything. Yeah, he was he was one of the best. He would go in, he would go in. Well, we're gonna do an episode at some point about top five standups. Oh god, yeah. And he, he would he would be in mine. Yeah. yeah, greatest. Yeah. One of the greatest. Died too soon, too, man. He Part, did. He did. Died young. Yes, How old was he, he when he died? 
71. 71? Yeah, he wasn't that young, but yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, still. Still pretty, pretty old bastard. Was still, <laughs> still young. I love the stuff was. he did in the Kevin Smith movies, man, where he, oh, was, the, yes. he was the fucking the cardinal in, uh, hmm. in the, that started, what was it, Catholicism? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that and, yeah, the, the, the hitchhiker and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Wasn't the end the movie Car Wash? Is that up there in, in oh, his work? Jesus. He was I just kind of like this I know that movie. Stu- stupid bit part. I think it was in the movie Car Wash. Yeah, yeah he was. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. And he didn't shit. do he anything. Driver. Yeah, he just said like three or four lines. But when that movie first came out, remember, oh, George Carlin. Oh, we got to go watch this movie. It was like, this has nothing to do with George Carlin. <laughs> this <laughs> is just bullshit. Yeah, he was just like a damn extra in yeah. the movie. It'd <laughs> be great to see wash. a special of his today. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. He would have a field like, day. He'd be like sticks and stones, man. <laughs> Chappelle. I feel like he is the most like shared comedian of not our time on like oh, social media. I would, like I, would I, I see more of him than anyone else. Like yeah. more than Rodney, right? Rodney Dangerfield. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably just because he's so I, relatable. I, that's what I was exactly yes. what I was going to yep. say. I would say yep. he's he his 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 comedy related across the spectrum. I mean, yes, it does. In it a way, was, really. Simplifying things and, and making right. it very common right. sense. It's very oriented. smug and very common sense oriented. Yeah, yes. it was just yeah, like, almost timeless. Yeah, yeah. oh, timeless. The setup and it delivery was, was uh, oh, epic. as good as it gets, as good as it gets. Yep, he was brilliant. All right, Carlin's on the list. Mikey, your third and final. Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, who's that? Do you know uh, where his uh, won the Civil War? Oh, that guy! I heard that him. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. They oh, need U.S. Grant. Of, oh, U.S. Grant. Got ya. Where's he yeah. buried at? Uh, it's in New York, I think. Right? Yeah, he is in New York. Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, where is where his uh, tomb is. Really? Yes. It, it's in like this really obscure area. It's like where yeah, New York or something. Um, it's like out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, gee. Ohio where, born, where, where, correct? Where, where, yeah. Yes, he is. is. It's right. Represent Ohio. O H. O H. Yeah. Ohio. <laughs> he was born New in York the, City. Uh, Grant's tomb in New York City. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got a couple of them buried in my wallet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of Grants buried in my wallet right now. Well, I carry Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> I know what your checks look like, Kyle. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, people probably don't know a lot about him. I read a huge biography on him because like, I'm a dork. Um, no, you're no, an educated just, man, Mike. Okay, yes. yeah, okay. you're when a little deeper than me. All this shit's over, and encyclopedias and the internet are gone. You're gonna have this shit in your brain, and people uh, are gonna right. be like, "Tell right. us a story about <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, Mike." I'm clear, Cliff Clavin. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, you know, grew up poor, went to West Point, uh, fought in the Mexican American War, uh, left the army, became poor again, uh, got recruited, or or Got back in the army during the Civil War, you know. Obviously, great success there. Um, became president after that. Became poor again. <laughs> traveled the world to make money, mm. and and then died. I mean, it just such a not up and very down wealthy life. when he died. Too, right. No, it? no, and uh, you know, I think he's just a he. He created a lot of military strategy, which is not something I know a lot about. Don't get me wrong, and um, but uh, obviously the the biggest issue with the north and the union's um you know military strategies they they had poor leadership right nobody took initiative nobody you know took the fight to the confederacy until grant did and right. that's why lincoln loved him and that's why the, the tide of the war turned um with him so 
Great to go to war with. Don't let him balance your checkbook. Is that yeah. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And he was a drunk. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you got to respect him for that. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, can I get another beer, please? Guys, yeah, you can. <laughs> and wasn't he supposed to be at the theater that night with Lincoln? Oh, I don't know that. Good draw there, John. I, I, oh. I think I remember that oh, wow. from my fifth grade Washington, be, yeah. D.C. Yeah. trip. The fucker been doing <laughs> his job. Wow. I've never heard that before either. Yeah. Well, there, we can definitely check that. Yeah. Uh, there's a Ooh. great... Uh, um, well, I shouldn't call it great because I haven't seen it yet. But there's a there's a documentary on, uh, um, I think it's this History Channel or Nat Geo or one of those that came out that I've been meaning to watch. But uh, you know, kind of depicts him and, and his life. I saw a little bit about it. Um, just about you know they had they had Lee on the ropes at the end of the of, mm-hmm. of the war. They kind of had him um, surrounded and, and sieged in in Richmond, the the, the capital of the uh-huh. South. And uh, uh, Lee takes his army and, and makes a run for it. And all the other Union guys are like, hey, we got him right where we want him. Like, let's just chill out and wait yeah. this bad boy out. <laughs> wait this bad boy Grant out. was like, absolutely not. Let's, yeah. let's go hunt him yeah. down. Right. Fuck these guys. Which yeah. was his style all the way yeah. through it. <laughs> Foot on the throat. Ryan Earp style. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. So, well, I mean, just Joel style. I, I heard he was a big uh, whiskey brandy guy. Oh, yeah. Look up, uh, look up, oh, uh, look up Ulysses S. Grant drink of choice. What are you going to drink with him? You're probably going to drink a lot with it. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going to be beer either. <laughs> respect a man like that, man. You know what? I may be a fucking drunk, but I'm going to get this shit done. <laughs> We're putting it Old Crow. Yeah. I may be a fucking old oh, crow, man. All right. Hell yeah. He's my new favorite president. Oh, my Is that bourbon? Gosh. Old Crow. Old Crow or whiskey? Oh, it's rye whiskey. It's, it's rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, whiskey. Yeah. Old Crow Medicine Show. Hell yes. He's drinking out like some quarter. He's number one. Quarter. <laughs> he likes hangovers. Rye whiskey. Good yeah, he God. Does. The old wagon wheel. But I mean, on top of all that, he was he, he was president, too. And, yeah. And, right, you know, right. he's not highly ranked on the like, How president How long after wrist. the war was he the president? Um... Uh, it wasn't that long. No, let's see. It was Johnson, and then I think it was him, right? Andrew Johnson, and then him. Eighteenth president from. See, eight year guy. Six, yeah, eighteen sixty nine. So I think it was. Uh, John Andrew Johnson, then him, correct? Yeah. John was Andrew Johnson assassinated or impeached? No, impeached. That's right. Abe Lincoln. Abe all right, Ulysses S. Grant, that's a good pick, is on the list. Kyle, your third and final. I'll stay with the historical aspect and go Benjamin Franklin. Oh, Ben Ooh. Franklin. Also, also a drinker. There we go. Yeah. What do you like about Ben Franklin? Oh, Fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, he was a genius. I mean, just <laughs> his furniture. Oh, wait a minute. That's Ethan Allen. I'm sorry. He's on the hundred dollar bill. Yeah, he's on the hundred. There we go. He's on the yeah. hundy. He's That's on in the March Franklin. pocket. He's yeah, on March pocket. Martin, no, he's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he gave that to some girl named fucking Nevaeh. <laughs> <laughs> That's heaven spelled backwards. Yeah. Oh, here's a hundred. Wow. No. Well, Nevaeh, that blue hair is very becoming of you. Uh, Show me your boobies. Speaking of becoming, <laughs> I'm going to be coming here soon. Oh, you dear. nasty, your daughter's hurting you, pervert. Oh, <laughs> You're corrupting dear. her. <laughs> She's traumatized. Look at her face. Wait a minute. What, what, why does she have the you know Joel's initials on tattooed yeah, on her neck? Exactly. Yeah, that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> stretch Armstrong. Uh, no, no, yeah, stretch Franklin. <laughs> Franklin. 
Oh what yeah, are you Ohio. Most about oh, ben Franklin? Just how much he invented. I yeah, mean, all the things you know. I mean, what was that key to? You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got a key. America's for you. heart. <laughs> America's heart. <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, is that a key to your chastity belt? It's only goddamn hundred dollar bill. I will tell you a funny pseudo Ben Franklin story. Very pseudo. Oh, now, how would you have a funny pseudo Ben Franklin? It's pseudo. It's not. It's not really about Ben Franklin, but it's about a guy who looked like Ben Franklin. <laughs> Um, oh God! With, this is a this is a producer Dustin story, so you'll oh. appreciate it. <laughs> we were in Memphis, Tennessee. I, I spent a lot of time there. Don't knock yeah. your beer over, Mark. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say pass. Lock it up. No. <laughs> we were in. <laughs> you guys probably won't think it's funny, but I'm going to tell no, it to you because it was hilarious. We were in uh, a bar called Ernestine and Hazel's. It's a historic bar down there on on South Main in Memphis. If you ever get a chance, go there. Very, it's like allegedly haunted. It used to be a brothel upstairs. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. James, James Brown, they were regulars. Ray Ooh. Charles used to I live in it when he was like strung up on heroin. Ray and Charles I, was strung up on heroin. He was strung out on heroin. Did he was know, living upstairs in it. Yeah. Not only was time. he blind, but he was also deaf. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, he does. You're a liar. What was his number one hit? <laughs> hit the road, fuck. Jack. What you say? <laughs> Death wow. of Dorn. Wow. Oh my God! Crickets. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was, box. What was that, Jim? Dad joke. That was a dad <laughs> joke right again. Such a dad joke. Exactly. Are those yeah. monarchs no. you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Than you are, Mark. No. <laughs> no, so we're drinking at this bar and we're getting hammered, right? And there's there's an upstairs of this place that has a little bar in it. And there's a piano up there that allegedly Ray Charles used to play. My guitarist Jason bullshit. in Pearl Street. Yeah, I know. He may or may not be bullshit. I don't know. But that's what they told us. The owner told us. It's been up there for 60 years. And it Ray Charles like used to play on. He, he lived in that room and locked himself in there when he was strung out on heroin. This place is completely unfinished from the way that it was. Plaster falling off the walls and everything. We Sounds used like to, my house. Yeah. We used, to, we used to go up there every single year, and we would take over this piano room. And my guitarist, Jason's a great piano player. We would we would have these like fucking epic sing-alongs up there. And everyone that was there, there would be strangers that we didn't even know that would come wandering into this room and be like, this is... They hear a tiny so dancer fun. and yeah. have to come we, in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Walking in Memphis and all the Memphis people like, oh, here we fucking go again. And um, there was one guy who wandered in. So did you play Proud Mary? And it, yeah, we were playing everything. Okay. Everything. So we're singing along. You know, Jason's at the piano. And this old man wanders in with a cane, okay? And it didn't... It didn't strike me at the time that he looked exactly like an older version of Ben Franklin. He had a mustache, slicked back hair, the circle glasses, everything. And it, it didn't even <laughs> register to me when he'd come in. He looked okay. exactly like Ben Franklin. Right. And no one had said anything about this. So we're playing these songs and everyone's having a blast. And, and like we finish it, you know, hammer home on a song. And this guy like catches the fucking Holy Ghost, right? And okay. he's like... Uh, 
yeah, let's keep it going. And he starts pointing his his cane out, and I just hear Dustin from across the room, producer Dustin, go, yeah, goddammit, about to fit electricity. (laughs) And every single person who heard that knew it it had not been spoken one time that that guy looked like Ben Franklin, but everyone just fucking almost pissed their pants when he said that joke because it was like, Jesus Christ, he does look exactly like Ben Franklin. It was fantastic. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. What are you doing? You love so, what are you doing with your fucking phone? So literally, your story was John you Price once saw a guy who looked like Benjamin Franklin. Like ben Franklin yeah. And Dustin made a great joke about it. Okay. It was dynamite. I got to give Dustin credit where credit's due. Thanks for the recap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just making sure I got that. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, black water, keep, keep on rolling. All right, Ben Franklin's on the list. He also had good pick. Didn't he have syphilis? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I you didn't that much stuff. <laughs> you got a lot of ass. <laughs> hey, baby, I invented electricity. Yeah, I got something to charge your ass up. I sense a little Don't electricity between you and I. What is that coming it's out of there? Tender pickup line. Yeah, it's the consistency of pure egg bananas. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I invented electricity. <laughs> Maybe he was rejected real. a lot and told to go fly Maybe a kite. He was. <laughs> Maybe he dad was. jokes. Are you talking about my dad jokes? Come on. Hey, welcome gonna, to the room. Welcome my, to the club. I'm a rookie. Surgical. I'm a rookie. <laughs> my bike is surgical. All right. But think about the women then. That's true. Do you think they trimmed? <laughs> Here we go. All right. What's your pick, Joel? All right. Anyways, rounding up. Here we go. Yeah. My third and final. I'm going to go a lighthearted one. Drum Somebody roll. I would just love to hang out with, love to have drinks with, would probably end up waking up not knowing what the hell ends up the night before. <laughs> That's happened to me periodically. I'm going to go with the one and only Chris Farley. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. What a great pick. You're oh, having yes. more than beer. Yo, you're having a you lot would be more doing, than beer. You and Chris Farley be doing the Chippendales oh, dance together, God, won't you? Oh, yes. be fantastic. be fantastic. You'd be mixing Dust- a lot of alcohol. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By oh, the yeah. end of it, you'd be going, Richard, there was a, uh, I, 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 <laughs> Richard, I'm so Richard. happy you me. What'd you do? <laughs> that guy, they said he was just a nonstop party. Like he was never oh out of character. God. Which is probably why he's dead now. Well, but, but did he you know he, turn was it a, off. he was a good Catholic boy? I did I did know that, Catholic actually. Boy. Yeah, he was. I don't know if he was a good Catholic boy, <laughs> but, but he was a Catholic boy. But he died with a rosary in that, his hands. That's true. And, and heroin needle in the other hand. Well, <laughs> Can't say that I haven't been there. <laughs> oh come on! You're not that hardcore. <laughs> Quit putting on a show. I didn't no. say I was using it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Just injecting somebody else. Taking off with some crackhead. Yeah. That's right. No. I was shooting you up, Joel. Yeah, I was doing right. a John Belushi yeah. with you. <laughs> no, he was just—I mean—everything about that guy. Every movie that he, oh, well, not that great, not big, not that big of a fan of Beverly Hills Ninja, but everything before that, he was, he was. I mean, hey Tommy, way to go with that D plus. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, this will only take a second. <laughs> no, I mean just yeah, just from from the stories you hear about that guy partying and what the fun that he had and just how much he brought to everybody. And the, which is why they said it was so sad for him anyway when he right, died. Right, right. But yeah. there again, tortured soul. Oh, big time. Tortured yeah. soul. Big time. And I mean, and it's. Uh, did you ever watch the? Did you watch the documentary on? I believe it was on Netflix about 
Farley. I don't think so. I saw it. I saw it. They interviewed all of all of the SNL guys that were involved with it. Spade, and, Sandler, yeah, Spade, Sandler, right. all of them, and just talking about how it was so infuriating when they could tell they knew when he was back on it. Yeah, right. And it was like you know they were going, "What you have so much to lose? You are so funny. Like, why are you doing this?" Right, right. Well, and but, he just couldn't. He couldn't control himself. Right, I mean, it was. Well. It's you know. Well, but you think about was. that. You know, it's kind of like a lot of those. They, they get addicted to heroin, and, and the, it, it's it's they they're chasing the high with it. I mean, oh, they yeah. start off because you have that tortured soul. You know, and you're in that position where you have influence and you have money, and and you've got to be that guy. You have to be that guy all the time, and there's that pressure. Yep. You know, you you can, in a way, you can see it, but you know, you just wish the heck they would just step out. Oh yeah. Step out. So here's an interesting kind of casting thing. He was offered the role of Ishmael in Kingpin. Really? But he had to turn it down because of Black Sheep. Would you trade Black Sheep? Nope. To see him in Kingpin? Nope. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mm. That's tough. I don't that know. movie, but that Black Sheep. Tough. We were talking about that in a previous episode right. about the Black Sheep syndrome because Black Sheep followed Tommy Boy. Right. It didn't get right. the credit that it did, but yeah. Black Sheep is a fucking brilliant. It movie. is. I think I'd leave both as is. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's not like yeah. he needed him needs right. improvement. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Randy Quaid's great in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, just all great. the. What were you gonna say? Have you guys seen the uh, documentary, like the behind the scenes of Tommy Boy, where they're talking about how I he he ad libbed like. 80% of the most iconic scenes yeah, in yeah. that movie. Or, <laughs> he, or, or they wrote it like the night before. So it's like the uh-huh. unique thing about Tommy Boy is it was being written as it was being filmed. Wow. Yeah. I right. believe the fat guy in a little coat was ad libbed. Yeah. Oh, he sure. just yeah. grabbed oh, it yeah. and shredded it. New guys in the car scene. Out. The, car, oh. the car scene when he's selling to yeah. the, the crash and all oh, the family. Yeah. And they're all sitting there like, what <laughs> the right. hell? <laughs> And the new guy gets out and says, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were not prepared. Oh, he for... wanted to save a few pennies. <laughs> and you know get there's out. just always somebody sitting there, like, making eyes at somebody. Oh, just yeah. doing the keep Let roll. It like, yeah. Let like, it go. Yeah, Let it go. Let it go. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Let him do it. Yeah, he um he allegedly had a drink. What is the concrete? Um, No, the cement mixer. Is that a, That's a drink, yeah, With right? frozen the custard? Mixer. The cement mixer. He had one that he called... <laughs> He had one. Look at that. Look at that up. Chris Farley cement mixer. He had one that he wow. called the cement something. And it was, uh, yeah, favorite shot. Look that up. Cement mixer. Reddit. Always remember. Yeah, I know. Always, there we go. He called it the cement kicker. Because <laughs> it was kicker. stronger than a cement mixer. Wow. Ounce of wow. vodka, ounce of Irish cream, half ounce of lime juice. That was his favorite drink. Irish cream and Juice. Yeah, I'm sure I'd be right? doing that several be bad. of those. No, no, that wouldn't be bad. You, you get the, you get the sour with the. Uh, I don't the know. Cream what's what's your favorite Chris Farley SNL skit? Character skit, whatever. You got one, Mark. I think. I mean, I do. Hell I just yeah. love. I. <laughs> I know it's overplayed. I mean, they're all overplayed at this point. But I just love the move when he's the motivational speaker yes. and he does the glasses thing. Yeah, and he says. Is that Bill Shakespeare over yeah. there? <laughs> the brilliance I can't of tell. the yeah. brilliance of saying Bill for some reason. <laughs> right, it gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. That's what fantastic. about you, Mark? Chippendale dance. Chippendale all the Chippendale. way. What about you, Kyle? They just took the two that I was going to use. <laughs> I mean, the Chippendale one where he's talking about like, oh, you know, your body. He's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah, him and Swayze up there. Swayze was awesome yeah. in that. That's what, oh that's no, what's man! Yeah. That episode. 
Swayze is so... I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like... He's, he legitimately <laughs> acts threatened by yeah. us. Yeah. This guy can really dance. <laughs> Yeah, Swayze was the unsung hero yeah. in that episode. Oh, yeah. Both of those. God, that is just well, What would be your... Other than Man, those two. I mean, other than those two, I really liked the Hurley Boys shit that he used to do. <laughs> where, you know, he would just guilt people into doing something. Why won't you let the boy live in your house? You sick bastard! <laughs> I, lo- I loved when he interviewed the people, too. Like, yeah. like when he interviewed the, the Paul top, McCartney. The, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Chris Farley hey, show. Uh, yeah. Remember, remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that, that, that was awesome. That, that, was, that was awesome, man. He's like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Hurley boys. Why won't you let the boy sleep in your bed? He said he'd wash the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was fucking brilliant. He was my favorite. Yep. All right. I think it's list time, gentlemen. It is time. It's a long episode. It is long. Yes, it is. I've never heard that. That's your dad. Yeah, that's your dad. I know. You have to take you know, him places. It's, it's amazing I came out so well. Not as vulgar. Not yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh, it must have been the influence it, of my mother. It must have been. It must have been. Good job. Her mother. Yeah. You know, her mother used to use me all the time. Yeah, yeah. She's, not not for that. <laughs> well, she, give, she, me, <laughs> give me your paycheck. <laughs> One, one time she used me to time an egg. Yeah, to time an egg. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think story. I do, and I don't, you don't really want to go there. I'm not going to elaborate. Wow. Okay. This is going to be a fucking tough list. Oh, it is. Gosh, it yes. is. Uh, front runners. Mike. I, I like Dick Winters towards I, the top. I like Dick Winters. I like Robert Williams towards the top. Mm. Okay. Um, let, let, let's take off who we don't want. Man, this is going to be that's, fucking that's tough. Fuck them. Let's put them all on. <laughs> Top 12. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next Man. year. You, but you and Boswana, we love you. Yeah. Man, because of... Mm, I'll, I'll sacrifice Farley. No. You, no. no. Sacrifice Glenn Fry. Ooh. That's Ooh. the family crest going She's against you. To you. That's that is that is sheer teen rebellion right there. Know, She's right. been outright fences. She She's ripped my heart out before. <laughs> She's crushed my soul before. But now think of all the other more of a Henley guy. Okay, so right. take Fry off. Fry's off. Fry's off. Maybe if you went Joe Walsh, you know. Yeah, but he's not yeah, dead. Well, Farley's got to go. He, compared, nah, just, I'm looking at this other list. Just all right. out. Danger, you're gonna put him over Dangerfield over George Carlin, just comedy wise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank all you. Right. <laughs> that's even. Fuck that's ben even. Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his fucking key and his right. electricity wow. and his fucking circular glasses. Fuck him in the goat well, ass. Yeah. Would he really be that excited? Come he, on, Mike. He was a Freemason. Yeah, I don't care. He was. He's a brother <laughs> Mason. Tell you all about well, national like to... treasure. Right. I mean, right. Me. You are, are you all okay. Right. Well, go ahead, who, go who, ahead, who, go who are we looking at? I don't. Franklin's awful fucking big though. Good God. Take Grant off, though, man. Grant. Grant. Yeah, I'm Grant's right. Yeah, I'm taking Grant off. It's kind of a personal favorite. <laughs> you think Dangerfield sorry, goes? Yeah. Dangerfield or Carlin? Okay, one of here's the thing. Car- I would take Carlin over Dangerfield, so I think we. I can concur. Dangerfield. Yeah, you concur Car- with that? I, I would put Carlin over Dangerfield. He can't get no I respect. Think, I think. Well, right. right. And Rodney <laughs> isn't getting any right now. But the thing about it is, Carlin, uh, I think, bridges 
generations better than Dangerfield. I'd agree, I agree with, that. with you on that. Yeah. I agree okay, with you Carl, on that. Carlin's up. Dangerfield. All right, so we, are we sure about winners? Dick he's, winners? He's definitely in the top five. I would, I would Huge say. Leader. I think Pat Tillman should be in the top five. Tillman? All right. got to be honest with you. I'm mm. kind of thinking Tillman will be a good number one. A number one? All right, think about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll narrow it down. All right, I'll sacrifice Lennon. Oh, thank you. Wow. Because there are there are other guys in here. Franklin's going. <laughs> Kyle, I'm just going to piss in your mouth. All right. <laughs> Please don't, first of all. All right, we're down to we're down to we all right. Robin Williams, George Carlin, Hemingway, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson's in the list. Oh yeah. Yeah, There's Jackie, no way that Jackie's he comes a two out. Or three. Okay. Okay. I I honestly I think Hemingway's in it too. I mean, I the, do too. the guy just had an amazing life. So just, so, so, so it's, it's, it's Robin Williams or George Carlin. <sighs> Carlin would be better probably to have a conversation with, but Williams might be more fun. Well, here, of, here's of those two. Thing. Of those two, I, I think Carlin. Carlin. I think Carlin. I pick Carlin. He picks Carlin. Do you? Yeah. Pick, you I mean. Williams was on my list, but yeah. I'm fine with going Carlin. All right. Because you got to think, you sit down, you have a beer. I think you'd have a better time. Conversation-wise. I, I agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. In order. D. No way. <sighs> well, we said Tillman. I'm, no, well, Tillman winners. Dick winners. Who else we got? I, I think Dick winners. Anyway, no Dick, Dick Jackie Robinson, Pat Tillman, Dick winners, George Carlin. I, I think winners is number one because of the fact of, of what he did. For the I greatest go, generation. I go winners than Hemingway? Is Hemingway that high? I'm, all right. I'll go with winners number one. I I mean... I would rather man, go Tillman. I would go Tillman before Hemingway, honestly. Here's the problem. The winners doesn't drink. It's kind of a bummer. What, are you going to have a Sprite with him? Have a coffee. I, I would gladly drink a Sprite coffee. with that man. I would. I, I respect <laughs> the hell playing devil's advocate that's, here. How, that's how good he is. I that's would gladly true. not drink alcohol with him just to sit there and drink Sprite It would be kind of nice to have right. a coffee with him. That's a good yeah. that's I a like coffee. Sprite. Yeah. I like Sprite. All right. Winners at number one. I, th- I say we go, because we were debating it, I'd go Carlin at five. I would agree, too. So right. Let's get the Carlin at five. Let's get the middle going. I think... Jackie's got to be two or three. I agree. Who do you? What, what do you? I, mean, I would. I would go two then. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, what do you think? Three. Three was my original thing for Jackie Robinson. Jackie, who did you put it to? Two. Tillman. You put Tillman at two. What I, do you I, think? I'm right there at the top. I mean, the guys. I'm cool good. with that. I mean, we're splitting hairs. At well, that the point. thing about yeah. it is, the guys that they're going to risk. Let's their go. Height. Let's go, Jackie too, just because we got like two veterans. I mean, that's terrible logic. Okay. This is a differentiator. And I mean, when when you weigh that too, Jackie's got the historical content as far as the, the his historical. Oh, effect. and all the stories okay. from the Negro Leagues. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tillman at three. That puts Hemingway at four. Hemingway at four. There we go. I'm into that. My God, we have a list. That's a list, gentlemen. At five, George Carlin. Number four, Ernest Hemingway. Number three, Pat Tillman. Number two, the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson. Number one, the commander of Easy Company. 82nd Airborne or 101st Airborne? 101st. Don't get those. 101, motherfucker. Come on, Joe. I can't remember. I'm bad at that. You're way better at the thing. Don't do that in front of him when you're having a drink. The Quaker himself from Pennsylvania, Richard Dick Winters. I want to thank Miss Jen Zellick for hanging out with us. 
Thank you for having me. This has been fun. It was great to learn about Nike. I, yeah, it was fantastic. Everything I'm wearing right now is Nike. That's true. Yeah. Hadn't yeah, heard right. of it, but I'll pick up a pair. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do they make? What do they make? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys had fun tonight. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. Again, check out our website, theitlistpodcast.com. There are links on there to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's going to be stuff lined up with this episode. That are good visual aids for you. We know how much Mark the Cop likes visual aids. Mm. Helps him. Helps him out a lot. Mikey's yes. offended by it, as usual. Poor <laughs> Fat Angel, Mark the Cop, Mikey No Name, Beer League Kyle, and Miss Jen Zellick. Hope you guys had a good time tonight. Hope you enjoyed yourself. This was The It List. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Sure do hope that you enjoyed the ride We hope we gave you tickles deep inside Won't you try to keep that smile on your face Until next week, same time, same place That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list Fare thee well That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list We won't tell that was the endless, that was the endless, that was the endless, fare thee well. That was the endless, that was the endless, that was the endless, we won't tell.